Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at at this recording. This is episode 115 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with a great crew today. Kyrie, introduce yourself to Restricted Zone fans, man. Yo, what's going on, guys? Let's get it going. Yes, sir. Johnny, introduce yourself to the people out there, man. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in again, baby. Just an analyst, not an advocate. Just the analyst, not the advocate. Lodge, introduce yourself to the people, man. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Let's go. And we are here live in action, straight basketball, and we're back to talk about the youth, the young generation. Once again, the NBA draft is two days away at the time it's recording. Uh, definitely a big event. I think it's actually bigger than the NBA Finals. I think a lot of people are more tuned in for this draft than the NBA Finals. So that says something. Rarely no, NBA draft. Yeah. No, they wasn't. Yeah, don't disrespect Yes, they that. was. Yes, they <laughs> was, man. The draft is hype this year. Yo, I don't care what anybody say. This NBA Finals is lit, though. I think, well, look, uh, yeah, you know, the basketball fans, if you really love the basketball, wasn't looking for the historic matchups, all right. But really, this is one of the few times the draft get a little bit more, you know, shine than the actual NBA Finals. And usually drafts like that turn out to be very good. Kyrie, I feel it, dog. Nah. No, I feel you. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, no, listen, I, I, man. I got to take a look real quick. I know. I see. I'm about to say, I don't, I don't got that in my notes, but, you know. You don't got, got that in your notes? Oh, but you're the, you're the advocate, man. You're the I, analyst. I'm about to say, I'll analyze. I got your back, see, but on this one. You oh, you got my back. You got the comparisons to the finals to the draft. We can, it's a better draft than it was last year. Oh, that's yes, you have to oh, be the baby. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no. The first two picks alone. No. The first, no. Two, picks. <laughs> first two picks alone. <laughs> Yo, we, we are not, by the way, hold on. This is a whole, no, 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 no. Johnny, you're not about to pull me into this. You're not about to pull me into this grade, bro. We yeah. can have this conversation at another date. Bro, oh, you are my God. Oh, we, man, we can, we, matter of fact, you know, matter of fact, hold on. We, actually, just, talked, we just talked about this before, too. You know, we can do draft class compared to the, uh, last year's draft class, bro. They're getting smacked. We can, are we, we, are we, are we, are we Johnny, are you saying just the top two picks? Cause the we, top two, the top, first of all, the attention that the draft got alone just off the top two picks, it leads me to believe that people a little bit, they anticipate this year a little bit more. Oh, I don't know. We have yet to see. We got to see, man. That's why. Bro, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Brandon Miller is not even a – I don't even think, bro, I'm lottery pick, bro. I'm sorry. We talking about last year. Damn sure in the top five. So y'all don't like nobody. Y'all don't like nobody from – we got a generational talent. I see it. this happens like once every what five five to ten drafts. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. This that that, that first game, that first game, that first game when we play Paolo, bro, it's gonna be the same thing Kenny Lofton was doing him to him. So it's but worse. So it's just I don't know what. I don't know. And, I get it, but it's honestly, it's cool. And honestly, this draft wise, like from like the only talent I really see stacking up to like the talent at the top of last year's draft is Vic and Scoot, and maybe Amen. But that's about it. You already got Keegan, Shaden. Jaden Ivy was putting in work. We didn't get to see Chet, but like Jamari Smith had it started off slow, but at the end of the season he really picked it up. Like Benny, did you say Benny? I, my, Benedict Matherin, his teammate Andrew Nemhard, like Alright. We'll see. I we, 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 we gotta see. After the first no, game, after the 
Listen, no, no, we 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 can do this after our post draft recap. After the draft is over, we can we can dead just shoot. We can just shoot it. We can just shoot it. It don't matter. Cause I, cause I know you was about to have us in a whole hour hour debate, bro. I know how you get. Oh man, listen, I'm just saying, based off the critics and based off the, I, it's me. I'm too. It's, it's an argument. It's an argument for sure. But I'm it's willing an, to add it. It's an argument based off not off the first. Maybe it's, the it's, first it's, it's three. Not, it's not too first much of three argument. can argue. It's a quick argument. It's a quick high and my argument. Not like the first, not, not like the no entire draft class, like but the first right three picks. The first three picks is probably something worth talking about. Not the entire draft class of last year, but the first three I'm picks honest, probably something worth talking about. Chet, I don't even remember what the order, but it don't even matter the order. Chet, Paolo, and Jabari Smith from Brandon Miller's Scoot and and and, and Wemby. I'm sorry, Brandon Miller gets clean no matter how you match that, it. That's up. arguable. And, and, don't and to be honest with you, and, you only picking one out of three though. That, that's getting clean. You only picking one out of three. I no, and I'm gonna be honest with you. As my, I, I, no, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be honest with you. Depending on who you mess Scoot up with, he's not. He's not. Take, I'm not taking Paulo out for, for Scoot. I'm sorry, not yet. I got. I can't. And and, and, and we lucky uh, Chet didn't play this past year. And I was just thinking. And I was just thinking. If Scoot was in last year's draft, Paulo would still would have went number one. And like because there's been an argument saying if Scoot was in any other draft outside of like like because he's in the draft with Wimby, that's why he's not considered the number one pick. But there's a lot of talk saying Scoot in any other draft is the number one pick. And I can see that to an extent, but as far as last year's draft, I don't see that. I I I'm bro, I don't see him getting picked before I don't see him getting picked before Chet either, bro. I think he can get picked. I think he would get picked before Chet. It depends on uh, what they would need at that point. I mean what they do well the Thunder, they ain't really need a point guard at that point, so probably not. But still, uh, Chet needs to come back. Can't wait for him to come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Yo. I'm back. Anyway. All right, had to handle something, but we're back. So you guys had fun with your debate before we even got to the actual. We had to, we had to cut it short. I was about to, I'm not satisfied. I'm not. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. No, yeah, no, no. Oh, that, we dead can't have this conversation sorry, now, bro. Boy. That was a great listen, but listen, we gotta dive right into it. We're going, we're flying all the way to Texas, man, particularly San Antonio. And man, I think they have the easiest pick out of any franchise, obviously. Bro, you want to just skip the two? You want to skip the first two? I mean, no, no, no one I said skip one. Just, just, just go to two. Skip bro. One. All right, man. We should skip one. one. The first one, yeah. But I will say this though. I will say this. Even if we, even if we skip in one, we obviously, we obviously know who the pick is. Bro, I I do question some things with his game. Wouldn't be honest. I question okay. his uh, I question some things with his game. Oh, if you want to do that, I'm I'm with it. Uh, All right, let's question. We already know what he can do. We've already seen him. We we know what his caliber. Is. We know what his potential is. We know what he can do. There's no point in talking about that. I question his shot consistency. He was like 30 okay. percent from the three point range, and his passing in transition. The guy was average. I mean, for his position, I'm pretty sure like he's he won't be. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's going to be the primary ball handler for his position, but compared right. to these hybrid centers that we've seen over the over the years, I'm going to expect this guy to be able to be a to have good vision in fast breaks and being able how to pass the ball, especially with somebody of his talent. You got to expect that he's going to get double teamed soon. I think his passing is an issue, and I think he can shoot the ball a little bit more consistently. So I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, he is what he is, but he is going to be good. I just I'm just curious to see those improvements if he does work on that. The only, so thing I would have to add, the only thing I would have to add, Johnny, is 
to me, I feel like his defensive potential is very high, but I do feel like in in very in, in multiple cases throughout his career, unless he figures out a really unless one he puts on weight and or figures out a way to kind of manage, I feel like he can get overpowered very easily and get taken advantage of. It, based off what I've seen and what and what the comp he's played for, I, I can give you at least three or four or five centers right now. Can I give can literally make his night look like a pedestrian night? Yeah. And, and half the people I can name are are players that really aren't. They're 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 great talented players. Like I can say I can just give you one random name like Car Anthony Towns. Uh, any uh, any given night, he's gonna have to play him three to three to four times this season. Mm-hmm. And Car Anthony Towns ain't no stops, but to me honestly, he isn't. To kind of like he. That's because somebody's he's doing Mexican you know. Yeah, you're not you're not running home, you know, telling them about telling your kids to watch him, but he damn sure is a good player considering you know his production and all. But again, a player like him. Uh, if you even want to go further and deeper, a player like Joel Embiid, you probably want to see him, but once or twice this season coming up, bam, um, he's gonna he's gonna have bam, that's that's another too, one in one or two games yeah, this probably. season. Jokic, yeah. he's gonna have to see three to four times this year. Also, the bonus, I, I like, I, I, the bonus, like you gonna have to see a whole lot. I like yep, and, that, and, that, and that's I, I, I like Sanguine from the Rockets. I like him. That, that yeah. matchup, he'll probably give him top. Boone's definitely the name you got to out there for him too. Yep. And and that's so, a good yeah. point that you mentioned the competition because he was averaging about three to four blocks like in that franchise. Which league, I still think translate. I can still like see it, him averaging two to three this season. But again, I feel like percent block percentage last year. That one on one block defense. I feel like there, there there's going to be a way to exploit him and, and, and definitely in certain situations. So maybe I'm wrong. I, I want to be wrong again. I don't I don't mind. Obviously, I want any type of prospect to be best they can be because the best better they are, the more the more the league is. Notoriety and, and it gets better. Young talent, yeah. of course. I, I, I see, I see, like what a lot of you guys are saying. So I definitely agree with y'all. And I just attribute it to it's just going to be growing pains until, like Lars said, he does put on that weight or he does like find a way to grow physically and to be able to take more of a punishment down low because he is playing against a lot more physical bigs, a lot like stronger bigs. But I think it's, it's growing pains that every big is gonna like a lot of like young bigs went through. Like think of Rudy Gobert when he first came mm. through, like, and, not, and not comparing him to prospects whatsoever. But yeah, he still got high. growing pains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy can't move his feet. But even then, when it came <laughs> to being in the paint, one nice little shoulder to the chest, he was, he was out your way. He, he couldn't really compete with you physically. Kristaps Porzingis, Lies, you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, he's seven three. He's going to get his blocks. But certain guys, like back in the day, like a Reggie Evans or like like guys that are like really gritty and get to them rebounds, they like they like you said they're gonna show you up and they're gonna show you like this is a grown man's league. But it's gonna be growing pains. It's it's gonna be growing pains. It's gonna be something he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go through. We seen it. We seen it already. It was I I don't know who it was, but it was uh one of his French league games. One of a big man from another team straight up with one shoulder check dunked on him like made up like a little boy. And guys like laughing at him, like yo, like this is like we bring this to the NBA, this and the third, and it's like yo, anybody that's over seven feet tall and not built like Joel Embiid or not built like Nikola Jokic, <laughs> exactly, like they they going to go through that, they going to go through that trouble, you know, like it's just it's just part of like guys being built like that. Yeah, and that, that'll be. Oh, even Giannis is skinny at one point. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. See, that that's an excellent point. It's a strength. We've seen it in guys. Like that's when nutritionists will come in. That's when guys that can that that want to contribute to the conditioning. We've seen guys put weight on at the necessary positions. If he wants to, like, you know, what I mean, I we'll see. You know, what I'm saying, but I will say, like, 
just along with physically, mentally. We'll see. We, we'll see how his vision gets. We'll see how he sees the floor if he can see the floor. I like him working with Pop. I like Pop working with young players. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be interesting. So that's all I want to say saw, about I that. I saw like a rumor. Man. I also saw rumors saying that they uh, they think about bringing Pop back for like, like on like a three year deal or something like that. Mm. <laughs> so, I would love yeah, nothing. Would love he's the perfect coach to coach the young talent. I, I mean, he, he, he's not a clipboard. Uh, I want nothing more for one be the land the, the greatest coach of all time. I think he's better than Phil Jackson just for the strength that he's built this team. He's yeah. drafted. Colin, I want listen. We we can have a that's another whole that's a whole another debate. <laughs> but, but, but to keep it but to keep it short, I do agree with you though. I do agree with you. Right, all right, because you know that's just my thought. Yeah, so with that homegrown type of guys, so I feel like this person, this person, look, big man after big man. Now you got another generational big man. Can't get better than that. All right, now this is where we really get interested in that man. There's been a seesaw battle between Miller and School Henderson, the best point guard in the past probably ten years, maybe. So. Who are you taking? I'm gonna start with Lodge first. Lodge, who are you taking if you're the Charlotte Hornets, man? MJ not the, not the GM no more. So you don't gotta worry about him just overshadowing whatever you decided, just say, All right, I want you guy. Right, you don't gotta worry so, about that. So since I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two inches because you brought up Jordan. Now I guarantee you if Jordan was still there, Brandon Miller would have probably got guaranteed a, a selection at two already. Yeah. Probably yeah, like a month yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Now, now that he's gone, I am very, very well. One, I, I may kind of made this draft to make kind of like the best case scenario for the draft night in general. So I got okay. the Hornets drafting Scoot, and <sighs> it inter- yes, it has some, something to do with the Hornets, but it also has something to do with the surrounding picks after that. But yeah. as far as the Hornets and Scoot, people, me and Kyrie, and I believe Colin was in part of that conversation as well because. Talking about Lamelo and Scoop playing together, and honestly, about that. I, I think it can work. I honestly think it can work, especially if one. I, I don't know how to explain it solely, but I feel like if, if they, as long as they get their complementary players, which one I feel like is Miles Bridges, the Miles Bridges is able to come back to the Charlotte Hornets. I feel like they need a Brandon Miller and another maybe possible dynamic guard to get rid of Terry Rozier. And uh, I forget their other guard. Uh, uh, like James Booknight. Like Maladin right now. Yeah, yeah. Theo and, and, and Booknight, yeah. So I feel like having that dynamic backcourt of LaMelo and Scoot with a possible re, re-emergence or re-addition to of Miles Bridges, I feel like that'll be a good place to start off at. Now, as far as LaMelo losing sight or Scoot taking over his shine, Mm. Honestly, if it comes down to it, you could just trade Lamelo. I honestly feel like his his trade stock has not diminished whatsoever. I still feel like his value is still high. It's just a matter of him not having to be able to twist his ankle in, in random moments. So whoa, whoa, whoa! You got him down for trading Lamelo already? <laughs> no, I'm saying no, 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 no. I said I, whether I said whether they work or not. I feel like oh, got you, got okay, they, okay. They, they, they would be more inclined to keep Scoot number one because that's another what two three years on 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 another extension contract that you have to worry yeah. about. So mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a it's a nice security way to either see where one Lamelo's mental is at. So one, if you draft him, Lamelo doesn't become a a a hole and, and becomes an attitude problem. Instead, just buying right. into it and trying to figure out right. that can work. Right. To me, I feel like that'll be the best bet one for the Charlotte Hornets because I feel like 
even with Lamelo Ball, they're 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 viewing and their notoriety. It really isn't enough considering they're a bad team. So if you look at teams like the Houston Rockets, they're horrible. With when you do sit down and watch them, they're literally like an enjoyable team to watch. So they at least lead, at least need that type of environment in the Charlotte Hornets instead of just just a bunch of mockery of just Jordan Love UNC players and and and, and just just looking horrible. Well, I mean, and you and Charlie. Charlie did have a buzz. Lamar Bridges had his career year, so it was a point. Yeah, time. and that was it. <laughs> what happened, they, bro? They they got knocked out in the play-in for the second year in a row. Like, oh, they just they keep like just hitting like they got like a cat. They're cat. That's like the thing. Wait, Lodge. I mean, so Johnny. So I'm gonna swing it to Kyrie first. I'm gonna let you go ahead, Johnny. So who so, are you, the Charlotte Hornets? Who who are you taking, man? So I gotta agree. I, I I'm going with Scoop. Mm. Um, again. Kind of back to like the conversation we we were talking about before. I'd said personally, it's something I got to see happen first to like really get like an understanding of it. But Lodge kind of did bring like a new perspective to me where when we're talking about like the fit between Scoot Henderson and LaMelo Ball, whether or not LaMelo Ball will be happy with having the ball in his hands left. We theorized it. We theor- we talked about him becoming more of a spot up shooter. Um, it's right. more of like a trailer and three uh, in transition, not having many opportunity to to go one on one and then uh, right. play the three off the dribble and get a step back, you know. Um, because he's gonna have to share he's gonna have to share the ball with Scoot and like Lyle yes. said, you gotta you gotta see whether or not he buys into that and he's willing to do that. Whereas if you draft a Brandon Miller, you know for a fact Brandon Miller he's not the type of guy that's gonna take the ball out of the, of the hands of. A ball handler like Lamella Ball day one. He that one that's not even really his game. And two, his, his, he's he's best as a shooter. He's best in catch and shoot situations, and uh, coming off the screens and and, and that and that uh, type of stuff. So when you're talking about a scoop, you're talking about a guy who has super physical, like six three. I heard at one at the Charlotte Hornets workout, he actually measured in at six four. I don't know how true that is. Hey, that but, every inch matters. They, they try to tell the guy. They try to tell the guy. I think they try to guess how like they. No, did, like, they've been doing that for decades. Hey, he, he's still he's eight. Yeah, they tried to say Sharif Cooper was like six <laughs> four. Well, no, no, that was that one was just OD because that was just like now that's crazy. That would have been crazy. But, 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 like, but either way, either way, how he's built, whether it be six two, six three, six four, how he's built with them long arms and 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 an NBA like ready body from day one. Oh, he's like a running back. He's going to have the ball in his hands, and he's going to have a lot of free range to create and figure out what his niche is. It's definitely going to be in the pick and roll, getting downhill and getting to the rim, taking contact. I think some shots in the midi, not so much as three-pointers starting off, but he, he's going to have his, he's going to have free reign to do what he wants to a certain not extent. Not to cut you off, Ree, Huh? but I, do you guys remember when uh... – Dallas had drafted Luca, and they still had Dennis Smith, and they played for like yeah. a good twenty games. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see it being very similar to that. Where if 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 if, if Lamelo has the ball in his hands, Scoot is going to be a Steph Curry like type of guy that's not going to be on the three point line, but he's going to be roaming to find an opening to the lane where Lamelo can lob him, get him a cutter, and even if he gets a shot, that opens up for another shooter. I feel like honestly, they can literally change. They can make a type, some type of their own type of offense with them too, if they really, yeah. really, really, really try. Mm-hmm. And, Very and, similar and to again the, the Warriors, but take away the three point aspect of their two main players until Scoop has the ability to at least get a knockdown, spot up little three pointer. But I, I honestly, like I said, and, the and Dennis Smith thing, I, I, I can see it being similar to that. But we just need a better sample size. I feel like them getting rid of Dennis Smith Jr. was too early. 
I feel like that their sample size was too small for them to just give in and just drive Frank. What was that for? Frank and then stops, bro. Yeah, yeah Frank. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But well, I'm still not trading that line. <laughs> yeah, but I, I see what you're saying, Lars. And <clears throat> you're right; they would kind of have their own like unique style of offense where they can kind of work from the work from the outside in, I guess. Because you got to think they got lob threats and Miles Bridges if he comes back, and Mark Williams on that on that back uh, low, um, roaming around. The you back. got PJ that can stretch the floor. You got Gordon Hayward that, if he stays. And PJ can can take the ball out of the short roll, hit hit a nice little midi, roll to the rim. They got a lot of nice targets between the two of them. Where when they're not in mode to to look for their own bucket, they have they're going to be able to get other guys involved too, which like eventually leads to winning and making winning plays because it's going to take more than just them two. Like like a guy like Miles is going to have to step up and make up for the season he missed this past year, and and Mark Williams we're going to have to see an an improvement in, and and Gordon Hayward going to stay steady. So. Just for the, for that, I, like like Lodge said, I kind of explained how we break down. I think with Lamelo with Scoot, it gives them more of a unique type of offense and a unique way of playing a, two, a, a their their two guard lineup or their backcourt. And, and also automatically, them, I, really, to, I really think it works well. To me, it makes right. their bench better too because you can run either or with the bench squad for a few minutes. Okay, that's and you have you literally have two premier point guards that can either that can literally rotate and play with the bench squad, or random players need to fill in to get going. So, so I, I feel like they have so many more. I feel like they're more they're when if they pick Brandon Miller, they have not that many options on their hands. You to me, when you get Brandon Miller, he has to be better than Miles Miles Bridges off rip, and I don't see that happening. Yes, yes. and Miles Bridges was barely a lottery a lottery pick when he was drafted. You know, he was a lottery pick. Yeah, the 12th, 12th pick. So, so you draft and Brandon Miller at three, you've got to be better than the 12th pick in the draft. Man, I don't – and I'm going to be honest with you. And from me personally, from what I see, I do not see that whatsoever. Mm. I, I don't. Well, uh, hold on to that, though, because we're going to dive into him pretty soon. Before we do that, though, Johnny, give me your take. So far, school's got the 2-0 and lead right now. Uh, who, who are you rocking with? You're the Hornets. Did it, GM? I'm going to make it 3-0 with Scoot uh, for the same mm-hmm. reasons. But my personal reason is he don't fit with, with Portland just for those same reasons, like with the the type of um, the off-ball player that he is and the type of on-ball player that he is with the pick-and-roll situations and not so much at the three-point line. God knows he shot like, what, I think he shot like 40 for like 51 in all the threes he shot like <laughs> – this past season and the seasons that he played before. So not at the three-point line, but as far as, like, in the paint, um, getting to the rim, athleticism, uh, I think for those type, for that play style, if it's better with a player like Lamelo, then it will with a player like Dane or uh, even the Anthony Simmons or whoever he will come off the bench with. Um, I, feel, I feel like he'll fit better with Charlotte. He, like you guys said, he has three more, he'll, he'll have more free range. Um, uh I just don't – it's honestly, it's a – I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's overall not what Charlotte was looking for, but I know they wish they could have found something better. It kind of almost makes you want to risk it for Brandon Miller, maybe because of Scoop being maybe 6'3 or 6'4, Brandon Miller having uh, posted – you know, being bigger in size and at the same time shooting, being a better shooter overall. But, you know, I mean, if you're going to go guard as a backup – with Mello, I guess you want to 
put Scoot. I guess you want to bring Scoot off the bench, right? And I, I guess, guess for, for that for that situation, I guess I I would have to go with Scoot just based off the simple fact that for the other draft picks surrounding him, I don't think like for that situation anybody else would fit better than that. All right. Uh, that's so so far school is a unanimous decision for number two. Uh like I said, uh I think I mean we've seen a lot of backcourt guards. Usually they they were both undersized to a certain extent. So this would be a, a different kind of experience. A six seven guard and a six three, six two guard. Uh I think they're both talented enough to make it happen. So let's just wait and see what Hornets can do. I think the Hornets might shock us, man. I think they might just you know, they might do something shocking. I don't know. But with that, we go to the we going to Portland, Oregon, man. Uh, a lot of rumors surrounding that one. You know, we don't know if Zion's going there. We don't know. Dame's like the tweet saying he wanted Zion over there. I don't know what you expect out of Zion. Dame don't want to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's so he's he gets to my nerves. He, he, he's uh, losing, bro. You see, Bradley, you see Bradley Bill finally gave in. Nah, don't do that. They can't. Prince can't stand that, man. Get to talk about it. But listen, I'm Kyrie. I'm going to swing it to you. Then uh, swing it to Lies. Listen, Portland's even talking about Dame is more favored in shopping his pick rather than them uh-huh. drafting it. So at this right. time, uh, if you were to make a selection, who are you going to rock with? And if not, you're trading. What type of trade are you looking for uh, with the third pick? And, you know, you're Portland. Um. So if I'm Portland the way I think they're going into this, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I think they do draft Brandon Miller simply because they're, they're uh I think they really want to scoot in this draft and as much smoke screen is being thrown out there as Brandon Miller up until today, like this morning, being like the favorite, like 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 they had on favorite to be like number two pick. Right. Scoot like, since today's been getting like a lot of like steam for that. But at the same time I, I think like despite the smoke screen, I think uh Portland really, really wanted Scoot and they really like seeing him as being the next guy to hand the keys over no, to if they get Scoot, you gotta move and, in. Got to. And and I and I can honestly see like like you said, Con, a, a bunch of like trade uh like trade situations here where you never know, maybe they convince the, the, the Hornets to trade the, to swap picks and they, they get Scoot and and like whether the Hornets want Brandon Miller or a Thompson's win. That's you never different. know, right? Like, I, I I could definitely see that happening, or I could see Portland uh, drafting Brandon Miller or a Thompson. So I, I'm leaning towards more more towards Brandon Miller here because if they don't find a trade partner, I think he fits in best. Okay, but I think he can definitely be traded for like a bigger piece, like a maybe like a Zach Levine, who I okay. hear like in a lot of trade talk. Um, I'm not saying that that's like the most ideal thing, the ideal thing for them. But Zach Levine's been in a lot of trade talks, and I hear like I've been hearing that Chicago wants to move up to the first round as well. Chicago um, he, he can slide in New York if he wants to. So I, 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 I definitely I, I'm leaning. My gut is telling me Portland uses it to draft Brandon Miller and trade for another premier uh, premier player because these like past few weeks it's been seeming more and more like Dame wants to stay and they want them to build something around him. They even were talking about Anthony Thomas being up for up for sale, which is which is weird to me. I feel like he's a core. Mm-hmm. I heard, yeah, yeah, yes, I did. He's a he's a, a core. I don't know what. Listen, man, Portland so, riding, they riding to the wheels fall off. Uh, yeah, so I, I I think they go Brandon right here, but I I honestly think they they traded uh for a more uh more established talent in the league. Oh, all right, man, Kyrie, I'm hearing your analysis. 
man, I don't know what's going on with Portland. Very confusing on their end lives. Just try to make sense of some of this confusion for us swing it to Johnny to take it away. So I actually kind of wanted to start off with a question for the for the for the for the for the for the floor. All right. So if you're Portland, right, and you're going into this thinking you're about to trade this pick, wouldn't you just draft the men? Is like a, a men not the more tradable prospect than Brandon? That's Miller? what I would think. That's what that's what I would think. Mm. I would think he's a more tradable prospect. Yeah, but the only reason I, I had them getting Brandon was, like I said, because. If they don't find a trade partner partner for him, or they don't have something they like for the third pick, he fits in better. He do, which is why I, which why, which is why I have him third. But when you were talking, and then when I started hearing trade, I'm just like, they're really, really taking right, Brandon Miller and giving yeah. up Zach Levine. Like I rather just well, like, well, well, well. Then this is my question, um, and feel free to hop in. So, is is the Portland draft Brandon Miller? Is he better than every forward on their roster? So, is he better than Cameron? No, 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 no. I don't care. All right, let me let me tell you something. When we talk about Cam Reddish, no, 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 <laughs> no. I don't care what type of sample size you need. That, like I said, bro, he has to come in averaging damn near 18 a game, bro. He'll, he'll probably come in doing it. He'll probably come in play, putting up the same exact thing Cam Reddish put in, actually. So Cam that's Reddish what he did. Like I was like going to say, don't sell this kid short too much. I'll... Okay, Johnny. Uh, Brent, bro, all right. Like I said, he just better be Paul George light, bro. I'm telling you. He just better well, be that. Listen, the fact I'm hearing a lot of, uh, you know, not not too many people are hiring Brandon Miller, huh? He's a third. It's crazy. I just because a couple of months back, he was the chosen. Like after outside of Victor Wembanyama, he was like top three chosen. So you know, it was. I think you know what you know what you know what helps him, bro. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. But put it in when you put it in this perspective, though. Drop him in last year's draft because last year's draft around this time he would have been nineteen and a half, a true freshman. Mm. Put him in last year's draft. Where is he going? Is he top ten? Okay, it's a fair Mm. point. (laughs) but i think he might slide in at number 10 i gotta double check that top 10 he might slide in at nine to ten he's a bro, lot of level not, bro, I'm that, again, that, jumping from 10 to three is crazy we're not saying he's not a lottery level talent in this draft. He, 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 he's a top three talent. In last year, in last year's draft, he wouldn't even be a, top he's three. A top, he's a top ten, the top uh, just a flat out lottery talent. You know, that's a great measure. I think, measure. I think what I think I think what also helped his his draft stock is the fact that Alabama football football program was was, was top three in the college, in college the whole season. Yeah. Which is another reason why. No, don't, don't, because I listen. We can go back to why you think he got first. So that helped out their basketball program. How far did Brandon go last year in basketball, men's basketball? Well, yeah, but ask Brandon Miller that. (laughs) We can talk about it. Hey, whoa, listen. But I will say this. Bro, Miles, I feel like Miles, Miles taking that Miles take, taking that squad to the Elite Eight in college, bro. I don't, I don't. Uh, he put up pretty much Miles, the same numbers. He, okay. No, you know what? Put up the same numbers, Brandon Miller. You, 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 you know what? And you know what the scariest thing to me is. You know, I try not to put too much stock in the March Madness because it's one game eliminations. So it's only so much you can do in your matchup. 
But man, it was just kind of discouraging seeing uh, when the brightest lights was on. I'll, but at the same, at the same time, Colin, with it being and, one and done, with it being a a, a win or go home situation, don't you want to? Don't you expect to see the killer come out? Like, don't you expect to see? Like, I that, know, but then you don't want to discredit the season, the SEC, the SEC tournament. He played well. That was also the. Why you? How you? How you? How you think? How you think Davion and Jared Butler got their draft stock, bro? Off the tourney, that straight elimination game, trench work. Once they seen Davion and, 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 and Jared just destroyed them getting Gonzaga boys, they was like, oh, yeah, come on. Let's oh, go. yeah. Zach. Hey. Poor Zach. Listen, man. What was that? All right, Lodge. Uh, I'm going to swing it to Johnny, then we move on to Houston, man. Go ahead, Johnny. I'm not, um, yeah, bro. I'm, I don't got, I mean, I, I don't, I see Portland trading as well. I agree, but if they don't trade, yeah, I agree. Brandon Miller is the best situation for them. Like, and I need, like, not even just on a political standpoint, just because of, first of all, like, he's, like, I, what Kaz, Kyrie said, he's a better fit overall if they're not going to trade the pick. If they're going to keep the pick and they're going to draft, I will go Brandon Miller. And for the, for, like I said before with Scoot, he fits better with Charlotte. I feel like Brandon Miller fits better with the Blazers because he's a forward that can guard multiple positions. He won't be as ball dom- dominant. I think he can work. I think he'll work well if Anthony Simon stayed. I, I stays. I'm not sure about that. But I think he'll be able to work well with the supporting cast of the Blazers. Um, he shot 38% from three in college, like 18 points per game, um, 17 points per game, I believe. He's got three-level scoring ability. He's multiple. He's very versatile defensively. Six nine. You're gonna. He's gonna get highlights. He he can. I mean, he's gonna get highlights and fast breaks. He can jump above the. He can. He can jump out the gym. Um, I will say, consistency in shooting. His his touch can probably get a little bit better, but he's twenty. So you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, the, the the Blazers love he him. He is they, funny, they, though. They like That's what he told me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a quick question. I got a quick question. I got a good question. I got a good question. Brandon is 20 years old. So, so, the way, so, the way, so the way Johnny just broke him down, bro, sounded like MPJ before the injury. Bro, I swear to you. Johnny, take your eyes to it. Johnny was giving me that vision. If you don't score more than 15, 16 points, bro, I don't want to hear it. Dang. That's fine. And you know what? That's fair. And honestly, and that's why I said don't sell this kid short. Because when you said that before, I'm like, yo, I ain't want to cut you off. But in my head, I'm like, ah, that's doing You know what? For, 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 that, that, okay. Compared to what, if he I shoots. I don't see it. Uh, why not? Based off of him or based off of the team he's going to? Well, for like one, to me, to me, to me, honestly, I feel like his size is gas for one. His defense is gas for damn sure. I'm telling you right so now, if he takes his ass, if, I'm telling you right now, if he takes his ass to Portland, Sam <laughs> Reddish and Shaden Sharp are going to have him on a nebulizer. I swear to God. <laughs> Shaden Sharp is giving him straight work. Wait, Lon, get the camera a little bit up to your face, man. I can't oh, see the face. He's messing up. He's clear. He's speaking. He's not, he's not Uber. To me, he's not really off the, off the, off the cover of the book, athletic to be. Why is probably the one person that has such bro dislike can't, he can't, he don't, he don't, it's not even, it's not even this. And on top of that, yo, his, his handles get, his handles don't get brought up for reason. No, he can't, he can't create, he really can't create for himself. So again, you basically, to me, he'll end up literally how MPJ is now. MPJ coming into the league was not supposed to be the player he was now. He's going to be literally sitting in the corner. Yeah, MPJ was he's actually in the, the three-level three. 
Nuggets have made him, have moved him to that point. By that theory, getting about five boards a game, too, with those threes. Okay. And and underrated the He's six nine. Was, he should be getting more than five MPJ boards a game. Six nine. He's got, he, he got the defensive potential that MPJ got because he, he showed yeah, that he can guard up a little potential, bit. Potential, potential. He worth potential, Johnny. That is true. I think the potential. I think you you putting a little too much into into the potential because I. And there was not just, one time I watched Brandon Miller. I'm like, bro, 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 strap it right now. He's playing good deep. No, oh, 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 right. that's, that's not true. That's not true, Lon. It's been a couple of games. It was very streaky. His moments is very streaky, bro. And there wasn't, wasn't the games that I didn't think that he couldn't get about 14 in the league. Or per, 14, 14 per, per in the league. Bro, he got to number two or three. You're getting drafted number two or three, though, bro. That's my whole you point. Said, you said you what you want from him? Sixteen points at least, minimum. Bro. At least, if you're in the third pick, That's if you're terrible. in the top three, he can't do. He can't you're in the top three. I think he can get that. Four I'm gonna be honest with you. So, yo, I'll, wait, hold on. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna put it this way. Wait, hold on, Johnny. Hold on. My man, Mello was third pick. It should have been second because of Darko, but that's. Well, regardless yeah. of the fact he was third pick, put up twenty and damn near ten a game and won a college championship. Brandon Miller's <laughs> about to be third pick and putting up eighteen and eight, shooting damn like almost forty percent from the field. And efficiently, he's got a nice three point percentage. But sure do. Like two like two twenty wins that he didn't really help in. Like. The resume don't stack up. Like so, when you're talking about he, oh, I can see him giving me a nice 14 a game in the league, or his defense is okay. It, it might be able to translate to the league if not. Well, you drafted like, him number yeah, three for all that. But I will say this: I'm between 14. Hold on, Johnny. Hold on. But I'm saying my thing with what I'm saying is outside of his jump shot and outside of his three pointer. Like in like his 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 range like ability, I don't see anything else in his game being a sure thing. Yeah, well, he, I was, yeah, he can't. Yeah, he got He needs to work on his touch. I said that. He's a, he's he sucks. Not, he's not that bad in the paint, but he needs to work on his touch. Six nine. He should be getting. He should be getting by people way better. I will say that much. But these are things that they, I, I feel like he could work on. But it's like if okay. they don't trade that pick, Brandon Miller, I, as far as that fit, they not crazy for it. Okay, that's fair, Johnny. Fair assessment. But you know what, Johnny? I- I'm gonna keep the spotlight on you because we're gonna move to Houston now. We're right. gonna go to Houston with the fourth pick in the draft, and they got a lot of options themselves. But I think the biggest concern for them, maybe not the biggest concern, they should draft the point guard. Uh, me and Kyrie been going back and forth about whether KPJ is a point guard or not. I think it's about time we should, you know, he's not a point guard. <laughs> Wait, I've been saying for the longest he's not. He, and he's, he's not a point guard. Right we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not about to be slandering guy. Bro, but he got he, he was getting coached by Stephen Silas or whatever his name was. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Bro, bro, he was bro. He pulled up, bro. The day, the day uh, E made signed, bro. The day E made signed, bro. That man was the first one there, bro. I guarantee you, he was the only one there. He was the only one there. He was the only one. But that but that just goes to but that just goes to show they mindset. I'm just he committed though. His play style for KPJ to be the best KPJ 
is not at point guard, and we know that. That's true, guy. though. That it's is not, true. but honestly, bro, they, they don't have a choice that. right now. They don't have a choice. No, they do. And you know what, Lodge, I love, I love how you made that great transition. They do. They actually but, got a nice young man from OTE. His name is Amin Thompson, man. Like some, some six seven Rondo bull, bro. I don't see him being six seven uh, Rondo for that, bro. Like I don't. Uh, what's wrong with a six seven? And then the the the, the jump shot's not horrible. It's actually pretty decent. You could work yeah, with yeah, it. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. That jumper is all but textbook. I see worse. It, yeah. I see where no, it's no, 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 no. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. The Ball Brothers joints is better. You know why? Because them joints was going <laughs> in. They was going in, bro. I seen a clip. I seen a clip of they release each <laughs> one. No, that's a no, bro. That gotta go. That regular guy here, all, right. all that, bro. Like no. All right, we gonna listen, but I feel like he fits the rocket. <laughs> I think he bro, fits he's the rocket. Be, he gonna have uh, listen. So you have a KPJ come off the bench or play the three? Like what? Like what? So this is so, no so, way so, so, he comes off the bench. No. So so no, now so now this is this is the issue the Rockets have. How, now I think Ime is the type of coach that he could balance the egos and balance the personality. So if anyone does happen to feel a little bit discomfort, I think he's because wait, wait hold on hold on hold on. No, I just wanted to just jump. I just wanted to bring in a quick point. Because oh, he did, he did coach Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown all in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That that's a fair point. So I feel like he's the type of coach. I think he's perfect to handling the personalities of it. Now, obviously, he's a point guard coming in the draft. He's not going to start. I mean, unless he just kills it from the workouts, from the time he get drafted, the preseason and training camp, but he just absolutely blows the staff mind. That's a whole different ballgame. But he'll more than likely not start. Probably for about maybe thirty games into the season, maybe. Probably even uh, more. Bro nah. might start off, bro. Bro might start off. He, he he might. It depends on what he may I've never seen him coach a very young team clearly in the rebuilding. He had his hands full he had a nice group with the Celtics. It was already mid you no know, twenties, already established themselves mid all stars. Not mid all stars. So um, I think with this team, the Rockets got Sagoon, something the Celtics don't have. They'll probably have the point guard of the future for getting the mean Thompson. And then you got Jalen Green supposed to be your next franchise superstar. Him and Sagoon should could be the next, you know, big star. Uh, Jabari Smith, I don't really know about him. I don't know about Jabari Smith, Kyrie. How you feel about My him? client means to say Alfred Sanguin. That's my client talking. You know what I'm saying? Alfred Sanguin. Excuse me. Sanguine. I apologize. Remember, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It is. No, it isn't. That's how you said it. Wait, it is. It's not. Sanguine. Yeah, I apologize. They were saying Sanguine all the past two weeks on ESPN, bro. It's not Sanguine. Sanguine. All right. I've been here. I apologize, man. I've been here. Sanguine. No, yeah, he must have said something. Yeah, he probably, yeah, he had to say something. He had to be like, yo, that's not how you say my name. So that's how I do it. But what's your thought? So, Johnny, I'm going to swing it back to you, but I want to ask Kyrie this. What's your thoughts on Jabari Smith? I feel like he's like the guy on the talented crew, but he is just like, you know, like he's just there. One, 
uh, they need to find a clear purpose and role for him alongside right. uh, alongside Alfred. And whether that's uh, like an outside shooter, whether that's like as a cutter or like 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 a pick and roller. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got I think he's got the vers- like the versatility to do like plenty of things. But better turn into Rashard Lewis. But no, <laughs> where, but where he'll separate himself from that is, I, and if he keeps like, if he keeps improving on it, and if he keeps like, if he just keeps growing in this area on the defensive end where he's so active and he's so active around the rim and he's so quick on the perimeter, he's just gotta, right. he's just gotta use that as a, as a part to stick out. And and honestly, it should be a lot easier because you got a guy like Tari Eason who this past season. Shown to be a very, very strong perimeter defender, literally ripping the ball out of guys' hands. Rodgers look like geniuses with Jackson. Exactly. So he's got a lot of guys around him that he can learn from, and at the same time, they can learn from him, like Iron Sharp and Iron. And but at the same time, he he's got like he's got something different, like uh, like I guess uh, physically, he's got some things Tari Eason doesn't have as far as length. Right, the um, length. that 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 jump shot uh, he he has as far as skill set, like he has certain things Harry Eason that that doesn't have, where that could take him far the places they may take Harry Eason, you know. So mm-hmm. I think not not to say so much as like comparing them to or making the two compete against each other. I'm just saying, Dude, they kind of were at one point. Yeah, he, he has to find a way to stick out because you got a guy like Sengun who's found his way to stick out. Right, you got he definitely like did. Jaylen, you got a guy like Jalen Green where. I, whether you want to say he sticks out or not, but you know he's a bona fide scorer and he has that athleticism that's going to get him to highlights regardless. He's got the star of power. He got to eat the next star. Exactly. So all these guys around him kind of found it, found their niche already. Where you got to find, you got right. to play to the strengths. Of, you got to start playing to this, the strengths of Jabari in certain areas that allows him to flourish. Because let him chuck, let was, him chuck a whole bunch of, let him chuck a whole bunch of three pointers. Let him uh, chuck a whole bunch of off, like off the dribble mid ranges. He shouldn't be doing that. Like that's not his game. Right. Like you kind of like you like yo. This is what you can do right here, and then this is what we we need you for right here. And you like you just go it off of that. You just don't throw him out in the fire. Let him shoot fifteen jumpers a game. Like it, it just. I like, but like like you said, Colin. I think when he may come in more, that discipline does come in, and he does find a way to kind of play more to his strength. So I think Jabari is a lot. Look- we got a question. Rig, Rig, hold on. Rig got a question. Rig got a question. Uh-huh. Yeah. He better. He better than Brandon Miller, right? <laughs> I had a feeling you gonna bring it up too. I just know I had a someone's gonna bring it up. Jabari. Wow. I think what Jabari was the number two okay. pick. So let's. So yeah, all right, listen, Johnny. Let's bring it back to you. But I do want to thank you for bringing back to last. What was that? Boy, Johnny. Oh, all right, right. Like I said, well, that's Bryce, one out there three. I said top three versus they top three. You get one person. Other than that, wait, this year's draft has the better first two. That's true. But wait, Johnny, I will say it's phenomenal. Wait, hold on, Lodge. Phenomenal analysis, Kyrie or Jabari. I just felt like he was just there to me. You know, I felt like, you know, he was talented. He could be the next. He can't even be the next star on the Rockets. Now, Sagoon, let me say. Sagoon. 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 Actually showed himself to be the second star. Probably Colt one like tier one, like one A, one B type. Maybe Jabari could fill in that second. But mm-hmm. they that was a phenomenal analysis on that. So Johnny, I'm gonna swing it to you. Real quick, let's get Sanguine's name. Like, do you know, this man had like over like fifteen double doubles for like the Rockets last year. Nobody knows oh, yeah. this, but people gonna, pronoun- people gonna start pronouncing his name right. 
probably his upcoming season when he I said I got the I got the Rockets probably gonna get more TV time. So we'll probably like get his depending on who they get before. Uh, bro, I'm not. I'm not laughing at what Johnny's saying. I'm just laughing at something in my head because the Rockets, the Rockets swear they got like a poor man, De'Aaron Fox, and it's the bonus. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Bro, they, 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 go far so hey <laughs> so let's see clear moments. Had his, yeah had to shine defining moments but johnny who are you taking with the fourth pick before i swing at the car um I'm, I'm gonna put me in there man i can't i i i, I don't see why not man um he'll, okay he's a guard he, he's a guard 16 points per game about six boards six assists he's an all-around player young player that'll probably find he'll probably find somewhere on the court based off All of right. this athletic just just based off of like athleticism alone, um, the kid, the kid's not, he's not that. I'm not gonna say he's a stud, but he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Me personally, Amin Thompson is interesting to me. Like, in over 28 minutes, he would average like 15, 16 points per game. But like, oh, when he would in certain games, he had to be forced to play play over 30 minutes. The boy brother averaged like 20, 21 points per game, only in <laughs> games where he was playing over 30 minutes. So whatever that may have be, maybe it was injuries, or maybe he was hot. They just kind of they just kept riding with him, or but games that he's played over 30-plus minutes, he's averaged more. So I feel like that gives me – that leads me to believe that he has the potential to maybe step up in certain moments and be that role player or be that spark plug that a team might need in the middle of a game or something like that. Like, I got him down for having those types of, like, potentials. Um, He'll be a little bit fun to watch. I feel like he's a – like, he could uh, – he, he's jumping out the gym, another crazy athlete. He, he, he was finishing 60% in the paint. Um, he's sure a great was. finisher. Um, I think he posted like a 20, 20% assist percentage rating. Basically, yeah. I think he, um, which is good by those like sports science standards. But he could, he could pass six, seven. Um, he averaged like three, almost four steals a game, bro. That's a stat that surfaced out to me. He averaged like 3.7 steals per game. So like he's going to find his way on the floor. Um, he'll be a little bit fun to watch. His shooting touch can get better. Shot 22% from the three-point line. I'm not expecting him to be a sniper. And um, he could he could pull from the three point from the free throws a little bit better, bro. Shot like almost maybe almost sixty percent from the free throw line, but I guess that'll I guess you gotta factor in factor in other things with that. But for somebody that was averaging sixteen points per game, for him to shoot fifty percent from the free throw line, I think that's a major weakness that needs to be improved if he wants to stay on the floor. But um, overall, I, I I'm in I'm in love with the way this guy approaches the game defensively. I'm in love with how he with his vision. At such a young age, and bro, he he's a heck of an athlete. He can jump out the gym, and he can finish, bro. It'll, it'll be enough to get him on the floor. Um, he'll be fun yes, to watch. Be, he'll, he's he's interesting. I'm all for it. All right, Johnny. What I mean, uh, Kyrie, are you co-signing this? Do you agree with this decision to pick? Are you decision to pick? Um, it's hard not to, given off of means uh, like pure talent. Um, he definitely would deserve, like should deserve uh like to be a pick right here. But again, I just don't see the fit along with KPJ and Jalen Green in that backcourt. Yeah, he makes up for the defensive challenges and gives them a more uh, another playmaker. Whether he'd be more efficient than KPJ or not, that remains to be seen. But I think the Rockets need to tackle kind of like a weakness area and align it with the wing position 
even though a man can like, can play to, can play someone like can play like a wing, I feel like he's at his best as a lead guard and someone with his hands and orchestrating the offense and being in creating the offense. But so because of that, you I mean they needed a wing on? You think they, they're they're in, they're in need of a wing for for offensive purposes? Offensive purposes, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you why. Because I have them getting Cam Whitmore out of Villanova, and Cam Whitmore is the mm-hmm. perfect wing for them because simply he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. What as point a spot, as a spot up shooter, especially in the corner, he, he he's very good. He's, he's a pretty good knockdown shooter. He only but shot about an average thirty four percent from three. But I, like as a knockdown, like as a spot up shooter, I really I, like I, I believe in the touch. I like his form. Um, and when as an athlete, he's really good at going baseline and catching like catching the ball like as he's cutting and and uh, getting the ball dumped off to him. And just making it happen in the paint. Once he gets two feet in the paint, he's such an explosive athlete. He can go up with anybody and just finish and finish around the rim. So playing with a guy like Alfred, like Alfred said, the Sanguine, since we as we have to call him now. I didn't know we had to call him that now, but playing with a guy like that that can he's going to find he's going to see you. He's going to find you. And whether you're cutting, whether like you're you're creeping in the back and transition, whatever, he's going to find you. And a guy like Cam Whitmore, who can explode and who, who's fast and who can get to his spots, would like would would uh, thrive well in a, in a place like this. I, Jabari uh, Jabari Smith or Tari, whether whoever uh, whoever's going to be starting, solid. I know Jabari at least is a solid passer. He's a guy that has pretty good vision. KPJ has good vision. He just he just has a lot of turnovers that kind of negates him as a playmaker or in a lot of ways when you look at when you look at the box sheets kind of negates him as a playmaker, but he has good vision and can make certain reads. So a guy like so a guy like Cam <laughs> Whitmore. Not saying he's a, I'm not he's not no point guard still. Not no point guard still. But at the same time hmm. uh, like come Cam on live, you know the truth. I don't, he like don't Cam. need to be a point guard. And 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 eventually they gonna they gonna have to trade him and, and find a like find like a real point guard, bro. Is just it's just well, that's why I'm but why not draft a point guard? I, I hear your point. I understand it. I like Cam Whitmore. I actually we'll talk about that in the next pick. But what don't you think the the need for a point guard? Because you gotta think. What, you need a what, point guard with experience. They're not going to no playoff, man. Why not but grow? Ray, with you gotta think. Team? What point guard with experience is going to the Houston Rockets, bro? Right. Who wants to go to Houston? I mean, give, me one, give me one. Give me one. Give me one. James Harden's a possibility now. That, no, that's no, that's He's staying in Philly. He's staying right in Philly. He's staying right in South Philly. I, 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 I hope he does. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. But who? What, that, that article came up. Bro, not one, not one, not one vet experienced point guard is going to the Houston Rockets to sit there and, and build a bunch of teams. Bunch, I mean, bunch if, of they kids tra- from Red. if they get traded there, who, who, if they get traded there, bro, what they going to who's, who's to say they don't? Who's to say? But why well, not? The same thing. You got a chance. Listen, you got a chance to actually build up a, a program with guys that actually build chemistry with that fault with each like these guys know each other as well. They got some freshmen with each other. So you know you're not really worried yeah, about it, chemistry it, it, there. Bro, and they, they won like a combined forty games over two years. Like But listen, you're in rebuild. There's no expectations. There's no it shouldn't even be an issue. And they, a point Bro, guard like if they a win forty team. games this season, that is an absolute freaking failure. There is no need for them to win forty games. What do they need to win they're forty not, games for? They're not going nowhere. I'm win forty games to do what? Y'all get y'all getting me wrong. Y'all getting what I'm saying mixed up. I'm not just saying KP. Kind of like 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 in our situation, 
the Knicks situation. I'll go straight to that. Julius Randle might be cool for right now, not in your eyes, but in most of New York fans' eyes, he might be cool for right now. He might get you wins right now. But you know, long term, he has to get up out of this. You know he's not the answer. So Casey You're talking about long term is not the answer. And I'm saying I don't think Immense Thompson here would that would be the answer. I don't think he's gonna be the I don't think he's gonna be the well, changing point. I think they I mean I'm with you with KPJ not gonna be a long time. I figure that but that's why you need you get someone like I think he's not a long term he's not a long term decision at that position you have him playing, which is the whole point of getting the men. Or or how about this? You getting, Harry, how about you getting this I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest with you. You get it. so what so look put it this way. The best bet they they trade for Fred Van Vliet for KPJ. What is Freddie about to do? In three or four years with the Houston Rockets. But he's not going to do anything alone. But you keep building off that, bro. You keep going to certain talent. Nobody gives a damn. He's not going to do He's talking players. Like, imagine they had a Markel Fultz, like Orlando guy. Orlando got a good thing going with their. Read, don't read, don't read. They're about to trade Markel, in my opinion. All these guards, I just said, got them. players. Bro, for, Brit, for bridge players, to, I see what you're saying, Calvin. Like basically, yeah, essentially, bridge that, that's players. That's the exact term, bridge players. Uh, are they? Would they waste that cap money on that? How much would a bridge player cost? Like an average bridge player, like they're not going. They're not. You might be able to get Markel cheaper than Yeah, because if they're going to do that, I'm not breaking my bank for a bridge player. Then I can put towards my team. Bro, we can't. We can't be sitting there and talking like Markel really like he's gotten better. Bro, ain't about to. Yeah, bro. I don't want to trash him that much. He's gotten better. Made the Mavericks look better. Yeah. Paolo was a big part of it, saying he made the But they still got it. But they, the way I've been seeing, they got the magic guy, a lot of speculation. They might draft this kid from Arkansas, Anthony Black. That's been the word. And I don't know why. They are already so overstacked their guards. So I'm guessing they're going to trade one well, of those guards. Well, 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 Ky- well Kyrie kind of explains me that why, and I kind of understand. But we'll get to that when that happens. We'll get to yeah. that later. All right. We've we, we been we using it for a while. Yeah. I'm going to miss no, the lies. No, no, no. Pick. I got, I got, I got, I got them drafting them, man. Um, All right, and it's honestly because I don't see where they can move on and get a better position at point guard, and they might just keep continuing to be young, bro. There's literally no, no way. I mean, form, but Houston's gonna make any type of turn, grabbing some vet piece, and keep I mean, going. Hey, but you got teams like OKC that's in from... a way better position than than them right now, and there's a, I bet you, I bet I'll go there before Houston. Wait, you, lie, you know. They got a point guard from Kentucky named Kaso Wallace. Kaso Wallace. Hey, bro, you're not he's drafting him at number four, bro. He's from Texas. Hey. You know what does that even mean? He's not. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he hold on. And he brings some pop, Johnny. Advocate for me, man. Come on, advocate. Bro, there's no advocate for uh, Kasan Wallace getting drafted fourth. This is not. Sorry. Yeah, the, what? I got him all. I got him. I got him on my list, though. I got to do it. All right, all right, all right. We are. Right. We're going to go to the fifth pick. We're going to go to the bro, fifth pick. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think a Kentucky player will, 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 will reach a top five in a while, bro. So you might as well just that, do that. No, don't do that. Next year, class, crazy. We got three of them that's going to be in the top ten. Don't disrespect us. Make I that four. Five. Rob Dillingham. Please. Oh, God. Rob Dillingham, a lottery pick, too. Crazy. Bucky get it. All right, let's get to the wow. fifth pick. All right. You know, Kyrie, we're going to be stacked. Watch us because we're going to be talking about it on our website. We're going to be creating a lot of articles, doing the college rankings preseason. So be on the lookout for that. Definitely be on the lookout for the website. It'll be up soon. But that being said, we're going all the way to Detroit, man. The Detroit Pistons with the fifth pick in the draft. Uh, I'm going to swing it to you, Kyrie. Who are you looking to draft with this? Well, mine, I got them, I got them get on a man. Mm. For them, especially like I said, I think. But why? 
Bro, in my mock draft with the people I got, that's the best available. What do you mean? But I get it. So, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. It's not crazy. And I explained I this it. before, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do it again. Ah. One, having a man there allows Jaden Ivey to move to a true two position. He's played a lot of one this season. And and you've seen a lot. He had some good, he had some good games playmaker wise, but there's a lot of games you've seen the growing pains. You see that where, where he wasn't like the most comfortable at. You bring in the men there. One, he's already a better perimeter defender than Jaden. He's already better perimeter defender than Cade. That's something he can help and and kind of mask up. You have somebody since he's not able to shoot. You have Cade and Jaden Ivy, who I project is the outside shoot, like shooting being better or like continuing to get better. That's something they can use the mask up for a like weakness. So it's kind of like they they trade off in that sense. So like I was saying, you have a men play the one. You got Jaden Ivy go back to his main spot at the two and Cade and Cade mm-hmm. at the three. Okay. Either way, with all the, like, they all all three of them can can still play with the ball in their hands. They can still bring the ball up because Jaden Ivy and and and, and um, Men Thompson are great off the ball. They're great backdoor cutters. They're great at going up for lobs. Like Kay Cunningham is still a good like a good enough passer to catch those guys and find those guys. Same okay. thing. Jaden Ivy has some secondary playmaker abilities out of that pick and roll. I can see a pick and roll happening with him and Beast Stu and 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 uh men coming down the baseline for for a lob or or, or for a cut. Feel me? Okay. Like so, one one, all three of those guys having the ability to to, to play make, having good vision, and just having that length on the floor. Because I'm not saying Jaden and Kate are bad defenders, but they definitely have to improve, especially as one on one defenders. I think Ahmed's already are he, he, he out of the three. He'll, he'll definitely be the best defender out of that bunch. And it'll, again, it'll all balance out, especially with him not having that jump shot. And when you're talking about big men, uh, I mentioned Isaiah uh, Isaiah Stewart. Um, I think that me and Elijah are talking about. I think this. I think they're going to start Jalen Durant over James Wiseman next season, which is a smart thing because he's the stronger defender and he's that backline help who, who who can get you rebounds and start the break with a man and Cade. He can who can get uh, who can block shots and and. Uh, ignite an offense so i just think with that nucleus of guys and I, again i think it's, i could definitely see a men going forward to houston like but at the same time i think it's very realistic they see cam as a premier wing option somebody that can continue to grow up to get better with them and that's the case men here at number five bro it'd be very scary because just the, just the way i broke down all three, all three of those guys um Kind of can mesh together, can cover for each other's weaknesses, and you got a Monty Brown who coming, who's been around the block, who's close to Chris Paul, who's go, who just this past season coached to Kevin Durant, coached to Devin Booker. Right. He's coached some stars. He's he, he's gotten some places. He definitely okay. can teach these guys a few things and a few things of playing as, as together as growing stars, right. and making it all and making it all work out and having them play to their strengths. So I got a man going here at five, and I, I think yeah. I, Think that might be one of the better draft picks of this uh, this draft. To be honest with you guys. Okay, fair analysis. Uh, you know, I was I was a little bit in disagreement in the beginning, but you know, you definitely slowly turned me over to the fan of this. Uh, I'm actually hoping to actually kind of see this now, actually. So uh, that was definitely a good pick. I'm gonna swing it to Johnny, then you go ahead, Lodge, and then we'll go on to the next. Go ahead, Johnny. Give me your thoughts on uh, on who you would choose with the sixth uh, pick of the draft. I mean, excuse me. Uh, with uh, the, the fifth pick? pick? Yeah, fifth yeah, pick. With the the trade. Trade. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the pick with uh, what what I mean, what I meant, because that was I was actually shifting between that four and five, and uh, Kyrie had mentioned Cam Whitmore earlier, and how he would go, he would have had put him with Houston for that wing spot. I think that that would be better served with Detroit, but yet and still, I feel like a Sore Thompson might get picked with the with the Pistons. That that guard slash forward that can pick, that can play both positions, that was averaging seven rebounds in the G League and about sixteen points per game. I like a Sora Thompson, um, that to possibly go to Detroit and uh, just based off of, uh, not just based off of his stats. Um, I like what I I like what I uh what I covered when I was looking at him with the G League. Um, he he was average on a good day. He was putting up out. He was he had a couple of eighteen point games couple of near 20-point games. Um, he's, a, he's a great athlete. He's very good, specifically in the offensive rebound. Out of those seven boards, um, I think he would average about, like, three of them are offensive. So he's, his motor is crazy. Um, he can guard about three positions out of five, uh, four blocks per game, three steals per game. And I'm talking, like, those numbers stood out to me. Four blocks and three steals per game? Um, I, I don't even care about him not being able to shoot. Uh, 23% from the three-point line. I mean, I mean from yeah, about three-point percentage. But I ain't really worried about that when it comes to everything else that he does. He's he's an athlete. Um, he, his motor's crazy. He can guard about three out of five positions. He's a defensive stud, and um, yeah, he can score the ball a little bit. Um, and on top of that, him playing the guard in the forward spot, I think that as a fit would serve Detroit a little bit better. I think Cam Whitmore, who I was really arguing with myself a bit about putting him at that fifth spot. Um, I think Asura can play the guard a little bit better as far as defensively than Ken Whitmore would be able to, which is what made me inch him a little bit more higher up with Detroit. That's so I fair. like Asura Thompson. That's a fair point. All right, Johnny. All right, Asura Thomas, you got me, Thomas. All right, so we got twin and twin. So, Elijah, uh, who are you with? Which are you going with? Are you going with Amanda? Are you going with... I'm jumping back in the history. I think well, wouldn't if if well the way I have it, I think this will be what the highest uh, two twins been picked back to back, haven't it? Wouldn't it be? Yeah, that was, that's the Morris twin. Yeah, yeah. I, I have them. Oh, I have them Morris. getting a star. Um, honestly, because strictly it kind of similar to what Johnny and Reed were co- talking about. Uh, but Reed's point was based off Cam Whip. No, who was it for? It was for a man, right? Men go- I had a men going. Uh, you had a men going there. So basically, his yeah for a man. So basically, in my eyes, I feel like one K Cunningham. I have a lot of that, that'll be a whole another conversation. Reed probably doesn't want to hear that right now, but I just feel like me to, for him for him his to me he's most comfortable being a floor general. To, to be honest with you, okay. him being off ball, I feel like he kind of he just looks not lost, but he doesn't look comfortable. He, he doesn't seem like he he's involved or anything. So I feel like having K Cunningham and a star Thompson running. That majority of the ball carrying skills, I feel like one Jaden Ivey, like Kyrie said, playing off ball primarily will one elevate him, and also get Cade back to that, basically that OSU vibes where he was basically kind of running the floor, getting his buckets when he could, getting to the line. That's but it, to me, so I do everybody see everybody He's still keeping everybody involved. That's the thing with him. Right, so that's 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 where I feel like he he is at his best. So to me, I feel like a, a guy like a star Thompson, and honestly, either or a man or a star. I believe a man is 
projected to be the better point guard prospect, but I feel like a star still has those same intangibles somehow, some way. I feel like a star is the same exact defensive prospect as his brother as well, with the same type shooting restrictions for now. I, honestly, I do see them getting some type of spot up shot into a Florida game, something similar to Dyson Daniels' little push shot people loved when he was coming into the draft. Um, right. Which also, I feel like he's very, com- he's a very comparable player to them. Now that I just brought that up, I wasn't even thinking about that. Eric, same build and everything, honestly. Um, so yeah, I do have a start going there. I, I honestly feel like that's a perfect pick. Again, Monty Williams, a guy that could probably use him as like some type of basically the assigned assassin. He's going to be on the best player on the court pretty much every every game of the, pretty much every game if he goes there. So yeah, I like a start going to the to, to the Pistons. All right, Lodge, I'm going to keep the spotlight right on you, man. We're going to go from Detroit to Florida. We're going to go to Orlando, Florida, specifically. Uh, listen, the sixth pick, the clock clock's on. You're up. Who do you pick with the sixth pick of the draft? I got them getting Jarris Walker. Um, mm. It's not it, – it wasn't – before I made this mock draft, I didn't have, I didn't have him going here originally. But I do see some type of one fit for him, and in his fit for them will be honestly dirty work. They don't have a dirty work type of player. A lot mm. of their star players are key players. They're guys that are kind of well, – I feel like Paolo's dirty work, but at the end of the day, he's a star player. He's not really some grit and grind type of guy. He's grit and grinding you because he's destroying you down low, pushing exactly. the floor and all that. Jairus for them will, get, will give them an option to one. He still has scoring potential. He's a little slight undersized, which I feel like he could play that four spot, which, again, kind of constricts my – my pick because you have Wendell Carter at the five, but I, again, me and Rick can agree and disagree on that one. But I don't the think ball too. I, I don't think he'll be the five halfway through the season. Honestly, and if it was cool. possible, I would want them to put Paulo at the five, but I don't think that can happen. You got about Bobo. He's still a threat too, man. Bobo can't start, unfortunately. If we were playing two K, he would start. But yeah, again, another conversation. But yeah, I do. I do like Jarris there. Um, I, well, I'm not too set on this pick. I really don't see him going here, though, honestly. I, I wouldn't – I'm not going to say who I, I think he should go to. But this is basically how my picks fall out. So I have Joe Garris going to Orlando. All right, Kyrie, let's get straight to it. Uh, Who are you picking with the sixth pick? Um, for Orlando, I'm going to go back-to-back with the Twins, too. Uh, mine is just one position lower than uh, Lodges and Johnny's. But I got them going all-star right here. Simply because, like we've been talking about for a while, guys, the Magic just always, like for the past few years, they just have this log jam at um, in the backcourt. But at the same time, their perimeter defense has just been so shaky. So I figured here it would just be like best served with them. Um, it would be best served with them if uh, they go with like a Swiss Army knife here, who has some backcourt playmaking ability. <laughs> But at the same time, can play off ball, is a very, very strong defender and an insane athlete. Um, he's a, a bit of a better shooter than his brother, too, so that's something to be excited about and work on. Um, But I think he fits in flawlessly with guys like Franz, who's going to be in there, Markel, who's going to be in there. Um, I've told Lars, uh, I think Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs may get the boot soon. So it, it, it might not be both. It might be either or, but I, I can definitely see that happening. And I think a guy like Ashar, with his with his playmaking ability, his heads up, his, his ability to pass and, and uh, see above the defense, he'll definitely take a, uh, take advantage of the extra minutes there if it does happen. But even then, I think coming training camp, he he won't have any time uh, 
carve it out minutes for himself, especially with his defense um, and just his athletic ability. And his, you know, he kind of reminds me of um, Derrick Derek Jones Jr. Um, in his heyday when he was like, not in his heyday, I have to say, but like when he's at his best playing with like the uh, with the Heat and uh, with the Blazers, he could, he could stretch the floor a little bit. Um, but he could get up and he could really start for like putbacks. He could get blocks um here and there. Um, very wiry on the defensive end and, and uh, can just plug in in a lot of different places and play a lot of different positions. So I think they value him here um a lot with uh with those with that skill set here at number six. Okay, that's a great a great analysis. I didn't think of that, Jerry's why I kind of am going a little bit two picks down. But uh, Johnny, I'm swinging to you. Uh, let's get straight to it. Uh. Who are you picking with the sixth pick? Yeah, Brody, um, it was tough. I feel what Kyrie was talking about, it was tough, dog, because I feel like um, between Asura Thompson and Cam Whitmore, like he said before, um, I love him, bro. First of all, Nova stand up. I, I had to get him off the board, so I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm have him going to Orlando. I had to get him all off right. the board. I wanted him going five. The reason I said that was because I feel like like I said before, I feel like Asura Thompson can play the guards, can guard the guard spots a little bit better than Cam would because you know he's a he's a bigger build. I think he's what six seven two thirty. So yeah. Like, yeah, bro. So yeah. So with that being said, just the off sides alone, Cam. I, I got Cam going right after that. So Cam's going to go to Orlando for me, and um, uh-huh. for the same for the same things that uh, Kyrie mentioned about him, for the same things that we all know about him. Thirteen points per game, five boards. Um, the kid's got a heck of a motor, athletic ability. Um, off ball. He's a beast. First step is crazy. Um, yep. Like, at the end of the day, like, he can contribute. And um, he does a really good job of turning rebounds into fast breaks. One thing I like about him is he'll, he'll, he'll crash, and once he crashes, he believes in getting the easy bucket, the quickest, most convenient yes. bucket. That guy's a pusher. Um, I feel like he'll, uh, he'll, he'll thrive a little bit, especially going to Orlando, working with uh, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, uh, Jalen Suggs over there, right? So... Um, I think he'll fit well, and he'll find his little his little ground meshing with those guys, and I think they'll work with him. So, I mean, shoot, even Martel Folks, dude, man, he might even thrive off. He might even feed off of him a little bit more. But I think overall, um, for his size and for his fit, I think he'll go to Orlando. But yo, for sure, um, it was tough between him and uh, Asura Thompson. And honestly, it uh, Asura Thompson, Cam, and Jarris Walker, like those three. Between like the five to eight ranges were tough to yeah. place, bro. Yeah, they definitely were. Yeah. Yo, That's I, super I, I, tough. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Cam Cam uh, Cam Whitmore in my eyes is like Diane Edwards, bro. Like Diane really? Edwards got a lot of the same qualities. He got a lot of the same shit. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff he's back and Edwards got. Diet. That's why, all right, that's why, that's why, that's why I put diet in front of it. If I put diet, diet, okay. <laughs> all right, we're all on the diet. We're all on the diet. All right, with that, but Johnny, I'm gonna still keep the spotlight on you. I'm gonna swing it to Kyrie. So Johnny, with the yes, seventh pick, let's get straight to it. Who are you choosing with the seventh pick in the draft? You're in any pace. And that, and and like I said, bro, like these guys, they're hard to place and they're really close. I that's where Jared's going for me. Jared goes okay. there. Jared, Jared goes to Indiana. Um, he goes to the Pacers, seven boards a game, 11 points per game. I think he'll fit well somewhere in the front court there, um, off the bridge right. somewhere. Uh, my thing with him, though, like, I like him. Um, mad athletic, and his build is crazy. But the thing with Jared Walker, I would say, is his ball handling and his, like, finishing touch. 
he kind of sells right. a lot. Not not too much of a sellout artist, but he's kind of a he kind of sells a lot. And bro, these these cats can't shoot, bro. Can I say that respectfully? Like these, like between yeah. three point line, between the three point line and the free throw line, these cats can't shoot. Um, can you shoot, Johnny? Like, no, he can't shoot. Jared Walker, he shot like um he was <laughs> second in the league in all around field goal percentage on the team. Like uh, and points in the paint, it's yeah. All paint work, I'm not gonna say they one dimensional, but a lot of these cats, bro. Who, um, who shot? I, I forgot who who I was talking about before that shot like barely fifty percent from the foul line. Asura Thompson shot twenty three percent from the three point line. Jarris Walker can't can't throw a rock in the ocean from anything beyond the dotted line or two, fifteen feet. It seems like, but I mean, whatever. Like like at the end of the day, um, he was six in offensive rebounds. Um, he, he pick and roll. He got ball handling ability, aggressive on defense. About about four dimes a game. Um, he can give you he can give you bits and pieces. He's six foot eight, two thirty five. So he ain't gonna be no he, he ain't gonna be no pump on the other end. He's not getting pushed around too much. Um, yes. he might can he might can fit, bro. Um, I just gotta feel I just feel like ball handling and his his finishing touch needs a little bit more work. But uh, Jared Walker, I got him going to the Pacers mainly because he won't have to be as ball dominant. And I feel like he can he he won't it, it's not gonna be as much pressure on him to succeed there right away. That's that's okay, great points. Lodge, I'm gonna swing to you. Let's get straight to it. Who are you? So choosing? again I put myself I put myself in another like situation where I don't necessarily see this happening. Uh, but I'm trying to find ways to convince myself and I may need Reed to help me. But I got <laughs> Ken Whitmore going to the Pacers. But so to me, honestly, Considering what Reed's been trying to tell me and trying to sell me with him, with it sounds like a perfect complimentary and an exciting piece to for Tyrese Halliburton to have than just some some spot up shooter that's sitting in the corner. To me, that's what I usually see in the Indiana Pacers. There's not really a downhill guy or a guy that's really athletic, and then it gets the crowd going and gets the, the team going itself. And so, so is Benny? Yeah, no. but Benny kind of. But are you so if we if we want to be real, I think Benny tailed off towards the end of the season. He did. And I feel like, and I feel like his play style, and I feel like his play style is a lot more streaky potential than Cam Whitmore, considering that that's just me from what I've seen so far. But I also don't want to, but me bringing even Benny, I don't think bringing Cam Whitmore on would really take away from Benny. I think what it'll take away from is a guy like Chris Duarte, who I was really high on his rookie season. I feel like Mm -hmm. his sophomore season, one of my wasn't it it wasn't it was. It wasn't a it wasn't a fall off season, but it was a it was it was a forgettable season. I feel like guys like Buddy, I, I honestly I feel like him being surrounded by guys like Buddy Hill, I feel like his three point shot would have been knocked down by now. And I think that was one of the reasons why they're not ready to let, let go of Buddy Hill because they don't have that surefire knockdown shooter. Which clearly, what Johnny's been talking about, we don't have one of those guys until late in the draft, basically out of the lottery. So right, and get to like Right, exactly. So to, to kind of strengthen my point, I do see them kind of switching it up. I literally, from what I remember from Indiana basketball, it was Isaiah Jackson grabbing rebounds and Miles Turner grabbing rebounds, but Miles Turner's half the time is on the three-point line. So mm-hmm. it's just like they need some type of downhill action other than Tyrese Halliburton attacking the rim all the time and kicking out the shooters. So I do feel like Cam Woodmore would be a nice switch up for the Indiana Pacers. Okay. I kind of like that. I can, I, I can see it. I can see it working. Wait, hold on, hold on, Kyrie. Before you start, you might as well give in your seventh pick in the draft. Who you got going? I was, not, I, I was, I was going to, I was going to get into that. I was going to get into it. Yes. I was just saying the only thing with Lodge is I will, I could see Cam there, but like, like we mentioned, just that log in with him, Benny Duarte, 
and um and Buddy would kind of get a little uh a little confusing to me. But um, they were to rectify that. I could see it. But from my seventh pick, I had to. I got to agree with Johnny. I got Jarius Walker going here too. Um, I I was telling lies. I think the best possible place for him to land would be Detroit. But just the way I had things shaken out, he fell to uh to Indiana for me. And I think he could he could be very liable here too. Johnny hit his weaknesses on the head. As far as his weak, his his uh, finishing being uh soft, being soft, he does not like to take contact when he goes to the rim, and um his hand is to use a little bit of a little. Sound bit like of Indiana team. don't need that though. <laughs> but, but here's what he can come. Wait, in which handy. is why he didn't go there and less pressure. This where he can come in handy though. I mean, one he's a great passer at that forward position, out of that short roll and in the middle of those zones. So when you got rim runners like a Miles Turner and a, and a Isaiah Jackson, um. And O'Shea Brissett, if you keep him, or uh, they have one more, uh, Jalen, uh, Jalen Smith, who could go up and who who can uh, who could take those dimes off the baseline, who could go Damn, up. Yeah, I forgot about him. Out of those short rolls, that's the Jared Walker. Read out of your mans. That was my man. I, yo, I told everybody out of Maryland he was nice, and nobody wanted to believe him. It's because he wears goggles. I, I, I'm telling you, bro, it's because he wears goggles. But I, I'm trying to tell everybody. <laughs> but... I, and I see yeah, Jared spitting yeah. into all that because yeah, you ain't a guy, lying, bro. a guy like Cam Whitmore. You ain't lying. Say again? You ain't lying about Jared Walker with the playmaking, about four assists a game. I didn't even keep that. At a short roll in the middle he, he, of the they, zone. They, they used him as a ball five. handler. and They used him as a ball handler in a pick and roll. They used him yep, as a ball they, handler. Exactly. So you got somebody with that versatility. And, again, I could rave about his defense all day, about his shot blocking time and his, his rotation time and his ability to stay in front of people. Um, it, it's too much to not. It's too hard to pass on it at seven in in, in, in a place like Indiana, where you kind of got your scores set to the side. And Tyrese Halliburton, you got Benny, you got uh, Benedict Matherin, kind of uh growing. You got Chris Duarte, who's still growing. You get a guy like Jarris, who I, I didn't like his comparison at first, but after watching it some more, I really like this Paul the Paul Millsap comparison, where he okay. can get to a quick fourteen to sixteen points a game in multiple ways. Because there's he's not a bad shooter either. He has an he has an okay three he has an okay spot of three point shooter but that turnaround jump shot that little step back jump shot in the pinch post area he's really good at that and kind of like Paul Millsap was he's not a, he's not a, a, a huge liability as a uh, as a finisher but that's something that can get better a guy a guy like Paul Millsap who not to mention I believe was a multi time All Star um had himself as a second over I mean as a second round pick had himself a very very solid career. I don't see why he can't shoot for that, or he, uh, of course above that, but something in that mold where he has that formula of of, of versatility to be able to help t- a team like the Pacers win because he doesn't need the ball in his hand, he doesn't command a whole lot of attention. So I, I think it's the perfect pick for them, honestly. All right, great analysis, man. I'm loving this so far. We're at the eighth pick. We got four more picks. We got six more picks to go, excuse me. All right. Are you guys ready? Wow, start one, I, think, I think this one should be unanimous. Really? Wait, hold on. I'm going to start first you then. Hold on. Who yeah, are you choosing? I chose Kassan. Okay. Ah! Wait, let me make sure I'm not pissing. Yeah, I chose Kassan. I chose Kassan. Come on. It's Kaysen, man. Kaysen. Kaysen, Kaysen, Kaysen Kassan. All right, listen, listen. 
honestly, they don't have well, – clearly, to me, they don't have a choice considering they just lost Bradley Bill. And, one, Johnny Davis has, like, completely disappeared from from, 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 from – Oh, he's NBA. disappointing. I robbed him. Yeah, not, 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 not that he's not on the team, but, bro, like, what happened? To give him his props, he finished the season strong. But, now, again, he – Bro, playing. yeah, after a whole G League – after a whole yeah, G League – That's all game, right. Bro, bro should have oh, just went man. to the Ignite. He should have just went to the Ignite. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like – so that, not not too much on Johnny Davis. I still have somewhat faith in him, but he he honestly disappointed me like pretty badly. Um, I feel like again another player like Denny Avia, who was kind of like that weird Josh Giddy playmaking forward type of guy. He isn't really tra- he isn't really popping off the screen and as of yet. So I do feel like a guy like uh, Kasan Wallace who has some type of again one some type of like. You want to you want to go see what he can do. The best guard wise, the best one. Yeah, he's a, which. Well, yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of lick of defense on that squad. Now that I'm thinking about it too. So, so yeah, I feel like all around yeah. it's just one. You need a point guard. One, you need some type of reset in at that guard position to kind of recover from Bradley Bill. Obviously, you're not going to do that anytime soon. So one, I good. I think this is a good stepping point. Um, honestly, I would not be surprised if half the people they drafted before Kasan Wallace are gone within the next two three years. Because I really feel like they're in a bad, not a bad situation, but a complete rebuild situation to where they're literally getting rid, rid of players that they literally just got got their hands on. Yep. You know, just, hence people like Denny Avia. I feel like, again, he's not horrible, but for what they wanted out of him, he was really supposed to be one, like, again, a Josh Giddy, a Franz Wagner caliber player. He, he's super, he's just mad, bro. He don't, he don't excel at nothing. He don't have one, he don't have one thing to really hang his hat on him, I think. Johnny Davis was supposed to be like African American Ginobili. That never happened. So it was just like Bro, there was wasn't bro, what was it one of his comparisons to Ginobili Re? That's crazy. Ginobili is wild. Just trying to get oh, okay. but big for the ball for the for the for the ball spot, like you can't, you know, bro. Like, no. <laughs> Listen, Kyrie, I'm explaining to you. Who are you picking with the eight pick? Like uh, Lodge said, this should be a unanimous decision. Yeah. I'll keep it short, just because because I agree with Lodge. He pretty much hit the nail on the head. They definitely need Kishan here at eight. I actually heard he. I think he canceled most of his workouts after he worked out for the Wizards last week. Oh, so, I didn't get that report. Yeah, so yeah, I heard I, that too. It, um, he he, he oh, canceled like his workout with the Raptors or something. But uh, I I definitely see them hitting, hitting the like they're hitting the reset button. Uh, Kuzma just declined his option. Kristaps is going to go. I'm pretty sure. Why yeah. not start your point guard here with the point guard one that can defend, two that shows a lot of leadership qualities and and has a, like some good, like a good head on his shoulders point guard wise as far okay. as playmaking and decision making. We'll um, with I, if, if if Johnny Davis gets his act together, if Corey Kispert. Uh, finally get oh, to the yeah, kiss. Shout out kiss. Shout out kiss. <laughs> I, 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 need, yo, I, I need him to pop off, bro. But yeah, you got to. again, they they kind of in a situation like y'all was talking about the Rockets. They don't need to do. They they don't. They ain't not in no rush. So you get case yeah, on. They, they need to go out there, make mistakes, and learn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I, I really, as as far as like as a player individually though, I really like him, bro. I, I really like him. I, was, I love I them, him, man. Yeah, only one of the few bright moments. Can get to the rim. Yeah, I, I, I like his play style. And the, yeah, Johnny, swing to you, straight to him before we go to the ninth pick. 
Johnny, you muted, bro. You are muted, Johnny. My own, my own, my own, my yes, own, you want Yeah, bro. I, yes, I'm going to keep it 3-0, bro. Keep it 3-0. Uh, Jason Wallace for me, too, bro. I, I like the same thing from him. Um, what, we, well, 12 points twelve points per game, four boards. He is the best on-ball defender at um, on-ball defenders. This is what I'm going to say that. The best on-ball end-to-end defender that I've seen, like, coming out of this draft. And let's, 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 let's say it. Why not? For the sake of argument, Kentucky guards are underrated when it comes to the pros. I know, man. They get slided. Like, no, 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 Stop doing that. Wait, you no, know I you just definitely, you just. You tell me a string of Kentucky guards that are that bad. It's over for you. It's over. All right, go ahead, Johnny. Hold on. Let us play. I'm going to let you go there. You've been too juiced about Kentucky this whole time. Bro, barely heard what Johnny was talking about. Anyway, the way the way y'all entered that that statement, it made it seem like y'all was trying to say Kentucky guards don't get no type of recognition or they get slighted. That is literally the complete opposite. Go ahead, bro. All right, Johnny, go ahead. <laughs> go, go, go with him. Go pick him up. Kentucky girls ain't that bad. I want to say since after maybe, oh, uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I feel that way since that. Maybe, maybe I feel that way ever since the Corona year, the COVID year, uh-huh. when the college tournament got canceled, and I feel like one Kentucky girl went went a little bit later than he should have. Who, who came up with who? Who? Wait, 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 wait. That was wait, a little wait, bit. Wait. Is he talking about Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel? Quickly, yeah. Emmanuel. Bro. <laughs> bro, they was cool right where they were at. Tyrese Maxey should have been higher. If it wasn't, if it if it wasn't for yeah, well, yeah. the Kobe guy, they didn't get to play in the tournament. Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky girls ain't shit. All right, we gotta keep it going though. You have to, but the fact that you no, have to say that, for, for, no, because it's just weird. You kind of like, you kind of like, say, bro, because you trying to like sympathize for Kentucky, like they're not a top three recruiting class every year. They just ought to freaking have just good guards. Like, what do you mean? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We get sliding though. Look, we got the hey Kyrie. Next year's guard class gonna be crazy. Yeah. I got the Jazz getting Ant Black here, Anthony Black out of Arkansas. And okay. um, it's, yeah. it's one because – You made a decision again. Okay. It, it's, it, it's very slim as far as true point guards here, and they really need that. So I say why not get somebody that can play the wing um, and have, has a lot of point guard capabilities too. 
I see the Josh Giddy comparison thrown out there a lot. I personally, I see it in certain instances, but I think Josh Giddy's more of a pure point guard and has better vision and just has a better feel as, at, at that position. But I'm not saying, I, right. but the thing is, though, I think Anthony Black can grow into being that type of player, being that lead guard type of player as like a point forward. And uh, I think he can help make the Jazz better, honestly. I mean, he gets to the rim. He's very athletic. His jump shot didn't fall like it was supposed to this year, but I'm I'm a believer in it. I like his form. And um, he's a very solid defender at six seven with long arms. He's, he's good at getting to the passing lanes. He just got to get uh, a lot more physical. So um, I, I like I like the number nine. I like number nine here going Anthony Black. I think the Jazz are good with that right there. You're really All right, go ahead. Who the, who the, who the, who the, who the, um the Spurs point guards right now? Spurs point guard is uh, it's one of the Jones. Guys, one of, it's one of the Jones brothers. Guys Jones. Jones. And uh, I think they know like Blake Wesley. One of them. Yeah, Johnson. Wait, 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 wait. Those are their only two point guards. Yeah, Ty yeah, Jones I, and Blake Wesley. I can't think of anybody else. I'm, I know I'm missing somebody. I can't think of it right now though. Well, maybe I'll bring it up after I get off my point. But I got them. Uh, I got the Jazz drafting Bilal Koulibaly, and I know Reed was telling me he's not really a fan of this, but I wasn't really – I was going to bring that up because maybe they could – because you remember we were seeing the, the alert about the Spurs kind of seeking either one of the Thompson brothers here yeah, or Bilal in, in another and a second lottery pick in a trade. And I was saying maybe considering that the Jazz need a point guard, maybe you can give them like a Trey Jones of some sort, but I don't think he's done enough – for them, for that to even be a credible, even a, even an option at any at any point. But you yeah, know, honestly, I have the luck. I see them throwing. I, I see them throwing Chris Dunn back out there because they talk about creating college Jackson. So I think they go throw Chris Dunn back out there to start the season off. I ain't go. I don't. I don't see them grabbing nobody else. Yes. Yeah, so, so for right now, I do feel like so from the for the small sample size I've seen him, I haven't been able to sit down and watch him as much. But he does. He, he seems like a very just raw utility type guy that kind of just fill any role like spaces that you need around your team. Kind of, this is my amount. So might sound a little crazy, but to me, he seems like some type of like poor man's Luau Dang type of player with that size and his slight kind of shooting ability. But to me, I feel yeah. like he excels more on the defensive side, grabbing rebounds. Um, I, I. I like I said, I don't have too much on them, but considering what the, the situation the Jazz are in, I, I do feel like they're willing to take chances on guys like this. Okay. I think he would be nice. I, I think he'd be okay there. Fair point. Uh, but again, they don't have a point guard though, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, they need Anthony Black. I'm leaning toward him, but I like your analysis. I'm not gonna disagree. That's an intriguing point. I'm gonna swing it to Johnny. Johnny, who do you got picking with the ninth pick? Uh, real quick, it was tough for me too because Bilal, it, it was between Bilal and Ant Black. I got Ant Black, but I'm gonna tell you, I had Bilal. I almost put him going to the Wizards at first. I, I halfway mm. had him going there, if it, but but then I thought about, yeah, obviously I'll go with chasing over that. But I had Bilal. He was tough for me. I was gonna put him with the Jazz, but the reason I put Ant Black with the Jazz is because I feel like um as a strictly guard, they need that more. Bilal, he looks, he's about six eight with seven two wingspan. So he'll fill more positions, which is probably good. But I think specifically guard play is what the Jazz need. 
Um, but regardless of say, bro, Ant Black, another guy who just can't shoot too much, 30% for the three-point line. I mean, um, 13 points per game, but my opinion, he should have averaged more considering the type of build that he is and the type of talent and the athletic potential that he possessed. Um, I feel like he should have scored more. But be that as it may, uh, great defense. He knows how to pass. He had about, what, four assists per game, I see, um, right here. Um, he can he can fit in that backcourt with Utah. Um, not too shabby. I like him. But my thing with Ant Black is, like, yeah, he's got to get these cats. He's got to be able to – He's got. I need more consistency with his jump shot. That's the one thing that's going to keep him on the floor is going to, like, be, like, the main cause or the main – like fall back in his development uh, is going to be the fact that he can shoot a little bit more. So, and on top of that, um, he's a little bit older. Below, I think he's 18. So I don't think they want to take a chance on somebody that of that experience. So I think they'll go with Ed Black just off those numbers. But I like Below too. All right, tenth pick. We're going back to Texas. But we're going to Dallas. Live. I'm excited about this one. Oh, I get to go first. Oh, I didn't have that. Who's the tenth so, pick? Uh, this might be again. Shout out to Reed, kind of put me on. He's this guy's kind of turned into like maybe he'll probably end up being like top three to top five most watched rookies I watched this year, and that'll be Taylor Hendricks. Um, mm. honestly, I feel like he's literally like he's literally like, like bleeding, tonight. like literally bleeding at the face on on his face. Like, please just draft me to Dallas because. Bro, mm-hmm. I think the first week he's gonna destroy Maxi Cleaver and, and Dwight Powell and make them look like like what, what, what have you been de- dealing with for these past like four or five years? To oh, me, off rip, off rip, I feel like he's a way better defensive potential prospect than both the guys they have soaking up all those minutes. Um, I feel like he's fired up three balls. It could be on Max, Maxi Cleaver's level. To me, Maxi Cleaver wasn't even that good of a shooter this year. Forty percent. As as, it might be better. Right, so and as far as eliminating Dwight Powell, he's clearly the more athletic guy. He's clearly an easy, just as good as a lob threat. And I just feel like as far as intangibles and getting a, a younger body, a guy you're not going to – you get them a mold into what you want them to be and easier to mold considering what you already have at your plate with Taylor Hendricks. I feel like he's literally perfect for, again, if possible, they keep Kyrie and Luka someone they can kind of bail themselves out with, just throwing a shot up, stacking it off the rim, clearing it back out, or just Taylor just destroying the rim off a putback or off a lob. So it's just, again, another high-energy piece to get the crowd going, get the team going. And a guy that should be there kind of like Tyson Chandler is peace for the next for, – for a while now. He should be there for – to me, I feel like if best-case scenario, Taylor Andrews' name will be on the on a Dallas Mavericks jersey for the next – at least five to seven years, as long as Luca's there, I feel like Luca's gonna fall in love with him. That's fair. Okay, man, Larry Lodge, that was nice analysis. Kyrie, I'm gonna swing it to you. Then Johnny, go ahead, Kyrie. The tenth pick. Do we have a unanimous decision here? Yeah, uh, I definitely. I gotta agree with Lodge 100. percent Okay. Is, I feel like this is the only pick the Dallas Mavericks have make uh, have business making. If it comes to number ten, and Taylor Hendricks isn't available. I say, or even if Derrick isn't available, I say they they trade exactly. because you know, they got they might draft Derrick. If that if that's the, you got to trade down for Derrick for Derrick Lively. I'm not taking him at number ten. That's just me. No, I'm not taking that. That's crazy. But well, I said it. He might as well have a shirt that that says Dallas Mavericks. Please draft me because this is exactly what they need. They need a shot blocker. 
They need athleticism and grit and tenacity inside the paint because they just simply do not have it. I'm tired of watching them fold in the playoffs because they just simply don't have any big man that can grind down low. Like and they just they just get they just get punched in the mouth all night on defense and in the interior. And a guy like Taylor Hendricks who puts up a block or two a game, um, is super bouncy. He has a he has a quick second jump. That's one of the main like impressive things about me, that quick second jump where he's able to get off the floor, tip the ball to himself, get that put back, get that rebound. And um at the same at the same time, oh. have, have, have these rim runner capabilities and shoot three. And he fits in with what they need. Luka Dossi doesn't have to shoot as many perimeter threes anymore because he has somebody who can run pick and pops with now. It just, it just makes too much sense for them not to draft him right here at number 10. Okay. I'm Johnny. Yeah, it was decision. You're rocking with it. Yeah. Lad, what you wanted to say, bro? You, you had a point? No, well, I, well, are you, are you going to pick Taylor Hendricks? Yeah, yeah. He'll win. It's a win. But what you got to say, bro? We, we so, when in the, in the middle of re-breaking down, I was I almost forgot and I wanted to kind of send out a uh, – it's a little – it's kind of a shot. But it's a Chris Amar about Christian Wood and the trade of Christos Porzingis. I feel like that was a really, really gas situation. And, and to be honest with you, ever since Christos Porzingis left, he's been – Christos Porzingis, he's been perfectly fine. So yeah. it's just like, again, the people you're – honestly, to bring, to bring up Christian Wood, Taylor Hendricks has the potential to be just as good as him in his own way. So again, it's just a knob. Literally, you're literally knocking out all the three. Not, not. I wouldn't say Christian Wood is literally a problem, but I feel like one, his purpose for their team is literally not what they need. They're not, they didn't need another third interior scorer. They need a guy that size I can defend, run the floor, and again score at that third option. You don't need him to be some primary scorer when you have literally Lucas soaking up all the time. So, yeah, I just wanted to shoot that out there. I literally, they traded for Christian Wood for no reason. Christian Wood has not been the same ever since. He couldn't get on the starting lineup because he could not play defense. So it was just like, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to the Christophs, though. Hopefully, hopefully you come back to New York, bro. We miss you. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, good call, too, because I, for one, as a Citrus fan, I was mad we let go of Christian Wood. Brett Brown just couldn't coach him, in my personal opinion. But for him to go over to Dallas and see him to produce less, it seems like, I'm like, well, maybe he wasn't as good, maybe, or, or fit over there. As as I would have thought he'd be, but yeah, dog. It's, it's, I mean, it's seeming like it's seeming like his fit is to be on a team that needs a rebuild or a team that has no like playoff aspirations. For me. Uh, uh, there you go, Kyrie. You found your bridge player. They got one of them bridge players you was talking about, Ray. <laughs> Christian oh, Wood. One, Christian Wood. One of them bridge players you was talking about. He was already about. there in Houston. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I thought of somebody in my mind too. That's on the trade block. Me and Elijah was talking about earlier. Um, after mm-hmm. we had the debate, of course, but Dejounte. Bro, there's no way he goes there, though. <laughs> we talking about that, no. APJ in a pick, a first-round pick for DeJounte? What's up? And send him yeah. to Atlanta with Trey Young? What? That's who cares? No, bro, no. That would be what? You said who bro, cares? Bro. That's why it is, bro. I'm saying. All right, listen. All right, let's do it. Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. Let me 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 let
They need that defense. They need that that testicular fortitude, as they say, in the paint, putting it lightly and professionally. <laughs> Yo, no, I'm they done. I'm that. done. That's what we're going to call it. They're black. I know a Dallas fan. He will tell you. They start up front. They need fortitude. They need, I'm, listen, I'm, not, I'm just analyzing. Nobody's advocating here. We're just analyzing. And then in, in the uh, analytics show, time and time again, they need some fortitude. Down this kid will bring it, dog. This kid got it, man. This kid got it. He's a pick and roll situation. He'll, he'll give you that pick and pop situation. He'll give you that shooting 40% from three. Um, yeah, I mean, better touch is involved. He could do better on some ball uh-huh. handling, but he ain't got to worry about that with Luca uh, being over there. He ain't, ain't going to be that much pressure on him to handle the rock. He's, he's going to be a 3 and D player, and they definitely need defense gotcha. down there. Let's get it, man. All right, 10 picks in. We're on the way to the 11th. Kyrie, I'm going to swing it to you. The Magic got the 11th pick. Two lottery picks. That's pretty crazy. Uh, are they keeping the pick to make a trade, or are they just, hey, we're still going to wear in rebuild mode. Let's get another talent. I think despite their log game and, and their kind of their, their discombobulation uh, roster-wise, I think they keep both of the picks. And at this pick, they pick my sleeper of the draft, in my opinion. I think they go a Bilal Kulabali here. And it's because, again, for the same reason I had them picking a short top for that six, it's another Swiss RB knife. It's another guy you can play in multiple positions. It's another guy that can serve and serve multiple purposes. A solid on-ball defender. He he just measured in at six, I think like around six eight, with a seven two wingspan. He's quick. Yo, like the way he he's built and the way he moves, y'all. He reminds me of like like an attempt to coon, bro. Like if he was like one of the attempt to like he would fit like right in, like just like like just the size, like the like the build, like he like even the way he plays, like. Just, like, just being like a ball of energy and, and like that plug-in type of guy. Like he just reminds me of what like he, he, he like got those guys saying tricks. I just thought it was like I just seen him and he like he always just reminded me of one of them. But again, he, he's a he, he's a project like Lars mentioned. Um, he he got to work on his jump shot a little bit more, especially off the dribble. But I think he comes in day one. He has things that you you can uh you can have him play on the floor with uh like 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 ASAP. That's like I said, his defense. Being able to play to the passing lane, his uh, being a, like being a connector as far as a passer and as a playmaker, he just he just knows like to make the right plays and the right passes and the right reads. He, he just he, he's too solid an all around player, and I think he kind of neg- uh, he, he kind of negates that problem you have with sure uh, with um either whether it be backcourt or wing uh too too much depth in Orlando's case. I think he kind of negates that because he could play multiple positions and guard multiple positions. So uh, again, he's a project. So you're going to have to be really pa- they're going to have to be really patient with him and let him grow and let him have his uh, let him uh, have his time to mess up. But uh, yeah, I, I got them go with Blau here. All right, love it. That's actually I had actually Grady Dick going there, but then in hearing your point, I was like, ah, you know what? Man, what you saying make a lot more sense. Uh, Johnny, I'm gonna swing it to you and then Lodge. Yes, sir. Um, I'm with you, see. I got Grady. I got Grady going there myself. Um, I see. I, I, I definitely feel the Bilal pick. Like I said, I really like this kid, man, but I don't um I, I don't have too much on him and for his age, um, I'm not sure like he's a little bit too little bit too raw in the potential area for me. I like Grady a little bit more solid for his game's sake. 
the Magic were 25th in, like, threes last year. Like, this is a make-or-miss league. This is a three-point shooting league. You need a threat at that position. And how about this, guys? We got a shooter. Our first our first actual shooter in the draft of somebody that's worthy of respecting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. yeah, as far as consistency. Um, I like um, I like uh, Taylor Hendricks' uh, three point three point capability. This kid, I think he's a pure sniper. He gets he lived off of he lived off of eighteen points per game his uh, throughout his college career off the three point line. The majority of those points, uh, Grady, he was eighteen points per game, five boards, forty percent from three. Um, yeah, bro, he's what the Magic needs. Um, and he's not, and at the end of the day, they're not asking much from him. They're pretty much all right there in the in the in the guard forward area. They just need some three point threats, and I think they go with Grady a little bit more, especially for like you know giving them that who who else is available at that moment. Like he's he's the sniper of the draft. And I think he goes for Orlando. All right, Grady to the Magic. Okay, at least we got a co sign here. Uh, Kyrie, are you going with Grady? You got who, who who's your pick? I'm going with Bilal. Remember his last time. Oh yeah, excuse me, Bilal. Excuse me, I mean Lodge. Right. Okay, got lost. Lost. Who are you rolling with? You're mute, bro. You're on mute. You're on mute. Oops. Yep. Got you. Now I got them drafted Anthony Black. Um, and re honestly helped me double down on my on my reason on why, and that's the possibility of them getting rid of uh, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Um, I think uh, Jalen Suggs is more. A liable to get rid of because I think what Ray this is what his third or fourth year coming up so wouldn't wouldn't he be due for an extension? Sometimes soon, yeah. So that will probably one reset the time at a garbage into where someone at, at the same maybe if not bigger size than Jalen Suggs and the potential that he's similar not the same potential but the similar potential as far as what oh, they can do for the Orlando Magic. I feel like that'll be a good spot to be in. I, and honestly, I feel like they kind of for the next few years they don't have really have a choice. They're not going to be able to get, like, a veteran spot filled in in any position they really need, and they're going to constantly have to just keep recycling draft picks over and over again until they find the right combination to tie with Paolo Bancaro. So I feel like Anthony Black will be their choice and risk for the time being, and we'll see how that works for them if that happens. Yeah, hopefully he's available if he's still there. He might still be there. No, honestly, and listen, Lodge, I'm going to keep the spotlight on you. The 12th pick, who are you choosing, man? And this is going to be interesting because, you know, OKC just doesn't miss when it comes to drafting. So go ahead. So I kind of when I kind of overthought this pick considering, like, I feel like after a few picks around this area, it can't really go any way. And I feel like, especially the seeing the season Isaiah Joe had, but I feel like he could even be in a light no more if he didn't have to keep constantly getting stuck in situations where he couldn't just – literally catch the ball and just let it go. You get a guy like Kobe Bufkin who can kind of do that for him and take him off that and have and have Isaiah so sit in the corner, camp corner, trailing felt uh, trailing fast breaks behind being a being a decoy and letting Kobe Bufkin kinda of be that higher gun type of guy off the bench and being able to score off the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um I feel like that'll also take the the weight off Shea having to run with the bench as well, having to get them points. I feel like they kind of struggle with that at the guard position, other than Isaiah Joe. And to me, I feel like, especially with Chet, Poku, if they still have him at the time, right. um, guys like Jalen Williams, I feel like they're all kind of setting their own kind of <clears> – they're kind of rolling in the starting lineup. So I feel like them, them right now is kind of strengthening their, their bench and seeing who can 
they can kind of dish out for vet players depending on when they're ready to kind of get in the win now mode. And I feel like Kobe Buffman would be a nice piece for that. And no, I and I'm definitely in agreement with that. I'm, I'm surprised no one brought him in up, but probably he probably falls around this during draft night too. Johnny, I saw you in agreement of it. Are you with, are we having unanimous potential unanimous here? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. And Shea likes him. Shay likes him. Pre draft workout, uh, working the workout mm-hmm. with Shay. Um, already fit, work, already fits with the team. It looks like um, it was kind of like Markel Fultz with the Sixers, kind of in the offseason. Got you, yeah, okay. Kind of. So that right there made me think, oh, they gonna they gonna pick this kid. So that right there, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it looks like yeah, fourteen, 14 points and five boards. Um, six four, one ninety five. Not that bad. Like yeah, let's see what he can do. Right, bring in another guard. Right. Why not? Okay. All right, Kyrie, talk to me. Who um, I personally, I just don't see OKC bringing on another guard. They got a lot of them: Jalen Williams, uh, Shea, Lou. I'm about to say, they love guards. And I'm saying, I was being sarcastic. Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe. Yeah, they got a lot of guards. So I see them going with. They might, it's a little bit of a reach because this draft is so thin, big man wise. But I, I got them still going with Leonard uh, Leonard Miller here at the G League Ignite. I feel like he fits with them. I think yeah, he's in okay. line, and and I, I I can just see him working well side by side with Chet because he's a very solid rebounder. He has to work as, he has to work a little bit as a shot blocker and um as an interior defender overall. But that's what he has Chet there for. And at the same time, he can go he can go out and guard in the perimeter a little bit better. And he, he's very fluid at six at six ten six eleven, long arms. He's athletic. He can get out and run. He's a very very good finisher around the rim. So I think he's just I think he's a very reliable pick. Even though it might be a reach, I think he's still a reliable pick um for OKC right here to kind of beef up their their uh their big man depth a little bit more. Okay. So, so are they giving up on Usman already? Well, Usman's more like a wing. He could definitely play the three, especially if he could develop the outside jumper. I see it more as them giving up on Poku. Okay. All right, Johnny, the Toronto Raptors, man, the 13th pick, the Kobe pick. That's what I call it. Rest in peace to being bright. Uh, who hmm. do you have going to the Toronto Raptors with the 13th pick? Considering uh, that they need a point guard and, you know, yeah. so much. Um, yeah, for sure they do. But I, I'll, I'll go with um, – I'll put Bilal there. I'll, I'll put him there. Um, just for the, the fact that, they, like, for the guard spot, for the backup guard spot, um, potentially, Andy can play for Andy can play a little bit of the wing, a little bit, uh, six foot eight, seven two wingspan. Like I said, he's like I said, he's young. He's a good. He's he, he's good. He's a good off ball mover. He's a good catch and shoot. Uh, potential. He displays that. Um, I got Bilal Kulabay going there with the thirteenth pick. I figured somebody's got to take a chance on this kid, and um, Toronto probably would do that. They just they just sit Fred Van Fleet's going. I'm not gonna I'm not putting them in rebuild mode, but um as far as that guard position, I feel like they would probably be the, be the team to take a chance on a young prospect like Bilal. Okay. That uh I'm swinging at the Kyrie, but they're definitely in the rebuild mode once he trade Fred Fred Van Van Because who else do they have besides Scotty Barnes? Definitely. Yeah. Pascal Siakam, you're forgetting about Pascal. Oh, That's why Siakam so, uh, They'll trade him too. What are you all man? And what are you all man? You mad? You mad as hell? He elbow and beat in the face. Punk ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, him uh, and Claxton can go. Him and Claxton, nah. bro. No one's worried about forget. Pascal. 
All right, go ahead, Kyrie. Toronto's confusing, though, because we're saying they're in the rebuild, especially since it looks like Fred Van Vliet's out of there. But they also came out and said today that they don't plan on trading OG and a newbie. That also going to be some draft day smoke screen, you know. But I, the feature purpose of your rebuild, mm-hmm. though. Exactly. So at this point, it's looking more like a retool. So mm. if I'm looking at it that way, I'm going with Grady here. One, okay. During the draft. And what Toronto struggled with so much this past season was shot creation between, like, all five guys on the floor. Like, they like just the way like, – they, they were just too clunky offensively. And they didn't have a guy that can kind of step back into the outside and shoot from shoot from outside at a consistent rate. You had a guy like Grady that can come off of that can come off of pin downs, and um he can come out he can come out of screens and stuff like that and get his feet set real quick and get a nice jumper, um get a nice jumper off. And he and at the same time he's very underrated and he's very uh I would say uh disrespected a little bit when it comes into his fluid his fluidity and and and. Uh, as an athlete and his movement as an athlete, because he can get to the rim too a little bit in, in strides, and he has a good finish. He has good finishing ability. He he can get up there. So um he, he I I know last time I was looking at, for a comparison to him, I kind of thought of like an Austin Reeves, but he doesn't have Austin Reeves' handle yet. So but like a guy like Grayson Allen is also another really like is another really good comparison because he's a not, another knockdown shooter. Grayson Allen is a solid on-ball defender, and, and Grady Dick doesn't get the credit he deserves for being an, a, a, as solid as the on-ball defender that he is, especially in space, and um, as far as an, as an off-ball uh, defender as well. But um, he, he has a lot of nice qualities to him, and I think Serrano could definitely uh, use him, especially his shooting ability and his um, his ability to get shots off. Um, with their clunkiness and, their, and they them again not having a point guard, and uh, seemingly not having a point guard, having to figure that out. I say would. The point guard that like right here in this crop right now aren't really the ones liable towards rebuilding with or go like like kind of starting over with. So why not go with Grady? And and uh yeah, and he, I, I, like I said before, he has like something he can he can translate to the NBA from day one. And uh, if you're not interested in rebuilding, just retooling, I say you go with that. Okay, that's a pretty fair point. Lot. So Johnny had an interesting choice. Kyrie had an interesting choice. Go ahead, Johnny. I mean, Lodge, talk to me. Who's your pick with the 13? So, I kept hearing about losing a point guard, but neither one of them picked a point guard. Now, no. I know there isn't there isn't a Cassandra Wallace. Well, Z, I don't, I don't know about all that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Hood Shafino. Ah, oh, thank go you. With, I'm going to go with Hood Shafino. My favorite pick so far. My favorite thing, and one for one is just like they are. They they kind of are in a rebuild. Even if they lose Freddie, what point guard are you about to get that's about to give the ball to to, to Grady Dick and Scotty Barnes if you draft him? Right. So so it's just like and again, if you if you don't if you draft Jalen, you at least have some type of guard to look forward to. And I feel like one him being a bigger size, he has one good better defensive potential than Fred VanVleet. Obviously, he's not going to be the, the scorer and or shooter coming right off the bat, but I do feel like his point guard skills could be enough for them to start to a real rebuild on. No, he doesn't have to be the surefire rebuild future point guard, but I do feel like he's good enough and or at least at least willing to try at, at this pick. It isn't like we're picking him that that high either as well. I like that. I like that. I could agree with that. 
I'm not too I'm not I'm not gonna say that's too crazy. I had hit I had Jalen Hood Shafino possibly thirteen. I mean, it's his wingspan for me. Six ten wingspan. He did right. He did have about twelve points per game and about four yeah. boards, but that didn't stand out to me. For I guess I didn't watch him or whatever. But from when I read up on him, I feel like that the Raptors for the rebuild more possibly will go with the younger prospect. But Pochettino ain't crazy. I mean, his wingspan is 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 ridiculous, and yeah, he might add. He might be able to produce a little bit more than the young boy. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Doing numbers. He's one of those shooting numbers can get up and stay up. Listen, I'd love lives to be George, that's the only thing that's been holding me back from is their, is their efficiency. That, that nah, scored. I'm taking Jalen over Keontae George any day, nine times out of ten. He's definitely shown he's the better athlete, the better prospect, the better player in their whole college season. And they're both, what, they're both freshmen, I believe? No, Jalen is a, is a sophomore. Or he's a freshman. Yeah, he's a freshman. So yeah, now we got Derek. So who's the 14th pick for the New Orleans Pelicans? Kyrie, I'm gonna start with you, then swing it to Lodge, and then Johnny, and finish it off. So the last pick I got going in the lottery, I'm gonna have uh, UConn national champion Jordan Hawkins going here to New Orleans. Okay. You guys been calling it all night, bro. Let's go. I like it, and I and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you guys why I like this. One. I see him having a very similar type of down the line, have a very similar type of skill set or approach to the game as a CJ McCullum, where CJ McCullum was kind of put into a box as a like as as a as a tweener, not really being big enough to play two guard, but not having like the the ball handle ability or the passing ability to point guard like consistently. But at the end of the day, he was a straight up twenty two point per game scorer. That was hard. That had great handle, and that was hard to stop. Uh, Jordan Hawkins isn't necessarily there yet, especially as far as like the handle goes. But when it comes to shooting, he's not just a spot up shooter or a catch and shoot shooter. One thing that really stood out to me, especially during, during the championship run, was his ability to to create off the ball. His off the ball movement is just spectacular, and he's comfortable coming off in multiple different ways, whether it be pin downs, off the screens, in transition, one dribble, one one dribble pull up, one dribble side step pull up, like like, like very minimal type moves where his handles won't really get exploited too much. And this is perfect for New Orleans because when they had Zion in the lineup, um, in the lineup but I, and I, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether he starts the season with them. Right. But even then, he might be hurt and not be able to play. So, But at the same time, when they had Zion in the lineup, and even certain guys like a Herb Jones who's still kind of figure, trying to figure things out uh, offensively, Trey Murphy who really exploded this season, he's still trying to figure certain things out offensively still as well. Their offense could get really slow and clunky too, and they didn't have that guy that could move off the ball really and get a shot off real quick without taking too many dribbles and, and re-clunking things back up. Like that wasn't really Brandon Ingram's game. He's not. He's more of a two dribble get to my spot type of guy. CJ McCollum, he gets to, he he likes to dribble and get into his bag. Yeah. Um, Trey Murphy's a, uh, is a, a catch and shoot shooter. He's a sniper from outside, but mainly in catch and shoot situations. So you get a guy like Jordan Harkin, Hawkins that can score off the ball and not uh and not have to dominate it too much, and at the same time hiding his weakness as a uh, as a ball handler. I think it works perfect hand to hand for both uh, the team and, and Hawkins. Love it. Okay, uh, okay, I, I'm with the pick. Uh, Lodge, who are you? The last selection of the lottery. Who are you taking? I got Grady Dick. Yeah. 
I got Grady Dick to the Pels. Um, honestly, outside of Trey Murphy, they don't really have a knockdown shooter. Yeah, for being really honest, Herb Jones, he's great. I love him to death. But his three point shot is a little too streaky for them to really rely on. Not to say Grady Dick will be late in game this season coming up. I do feel like he'll be. If he is picked by them, they will have a lot of bench minutes given to him. <clears throat> um, yeah, I do like all the Jordan Hawkins actually picked. So I, I kind of feel like a, an idiot because I completely forgot about him. But, yeah, I, I'm going to still ride with Grady on this one. I'm not going to switch up. Okay. Love it. All right, Johnny, to finish off the last lottery selection of this episode, who are you taking? Are you in agreement with Kyrie? Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, yes, sir. All right, so all right, our fans is pretty much, uh, yeah, I'm all right. To our listeners, it's pretty much, um, we love y'all for still sticking with us to the end. But y'all gotta know, we going with Jordan. We going with who the majority of y'all probably gonna go for Jordan Hawkins. Um, I have to agree with that as well. Uh, I got him going down for the Pels. Everything Tyree said, the guy is one of the top pure shooters in this draft, which ain't saying much, unfortunately, but. Still, at the end of the day, I just want to say this. In addition to his off-ball movement and the way how versatile of a shooter that he can be, how much you can utilize him on the floor, um, I just got to drop these numbers real quick when it comes to his shooting. Like, when I say that this kid can shoot, we know how great he is as far as his, like, that's his nag. Jordan Hawkins, in my personal opinion, I think he's a better bucket getter as far as versatility. But in addition to his three-point shooting, 24 points in the Elite Eight. And he shot 43% from the from three. 20 points in the final yes. four, and he shot 60% from three. And he dropped 16 in the championship game, and he shot 50% from three. This kid's a shooter. This kid, he can step in right away and produce. Um, I think the Pels oh. are going to have fun with that guy. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see Jordan Hawkins get picked up. For sure, bro. For sure. Man, listen. Listen, with that – I'm so excited for Thursday's draft. If you guys made it this far, like my co-host Johnny says, shout out to you guys. Great fans. We the only the only way to, you know, thank you guys and reward you guys for being sticking with us this long is to just push out more content. That's what we will do. So we'll be absolutely more consistent. So be on the lookout for some at basketball, baseball, WWE, UFC. A lot more. We're a very diverse podcast, so definitely be on the lookout for the episode. So hit the so hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Hopefully you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy recording this episode. Yeah, okay. Big thanks to my co-host Lodge, Kyrie, and Johnny. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate it. You can follow us on all streaming <laughs> platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at SickenZone5. Uh, so definitely give us a a, a like. Comment, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, DM us. We'll, I'm definitely put up a few questions where we're going to ask you guys what topics you should talk about. You guys will definitely let us know, and we'll definitely try to get to that. So enjoy the enjoy the rest of your night, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll we will be back with another episode soon. Thank you.